die once. After that, nothing and nobody can harm you. Oh, man, what are we waiting for? So we're going to do a track for you now. Greatest TV and video sale ever. Get a video recorder, color TV, large screen TV, video camera, even an audio video component system. Get it all on sale now during Crazy Eddie's greatest TV and video sale ever. Remember, we are not undersold. We will not be undersold. We cannot be undersold. And we mean it. So get anything and everything in TV and video. Get it now during Crazy Eddie's greatest TV and video sale ever. Crazy Eddie, his prices are in. No, uh -uh. Oh, wait. I have seen the dark shadows moving in the woods and I have no doubt that whatever I have resurrected through this book is sure to come calling for me. David, you look absolutely terrific, honestly. You've got like, you've got like blue on. This is where the worst begins. This is where we must stop. For beyond is the work of madness. The nightmare of insane murder and lingering death. Get inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. Someone is watching you. Someone is waiting for you. Someone wants to scare you to death. This is Albert from the Tuesday Show. You're listening to the goddamn Dave Hill Show on WFMU. Now on a flipping Monday. doesn't get more self-indulgent than that. I just wanted to see if I could do it. Before we get into things, you just heard me completely ruining Maggot Brain by Funkadelic. Alternate take without the, you know, the profanity in the beginning. Before that, and I, I apologize, I really only was going to let it go for like 30 seconds and then next thing I know 9 minutes and 36 seconds have passed that should give you an insight into what I do all day uh, before that 
My Life is Right by Big Star. Before that, Wig Wham Bam by Sweet or The Sweet, depending on where you stand. I call him The Sweet. Kill me. Before that, of course, a little song called Angel Witch by a band called Angel Witch from an album called Angel Witch. All of which can only mean one thing. Hello and welcome to the goddamn Dave Hill Show with me, Dave Hill, the pride of Cleveland. Reasonably well-dressed guide to the apocalypse and chairman of the Jean Bellevue Appreciation Society Medicine Hat Chapter. Hi, how are you? I'm electric. Thank you so much for asking and thank you for joining me once again for the goddamn Dave Phil Show coming to you live in stereo each and every Monday night within reason from 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time from right here in the lemon-scented environs of Studio A here at WFMU, home of the hits, located right here in the heart of majestic downtown Jersey City, New Jersey, land of the midnight perv. No, I don't know. Anyway, as always, we have a gravity-defyingly good program in store for you tonight. An actual journalist coming by from CNN, Simon Ostrovsky. Joining him, activist Jeff Jeton. They'll be coming by to discuss current events, including, but not limited to, the apocalypse. And how we'll avoid it. We will, don't worry. I've got you covered. That'll be in the 10 o'clock hour at some point later on. Musician Chris Campion will be stopping by to rock you. That'll be in the 11 o'clock hour. As always, I encourage you to go to the chat room at WFMU.org. Where right now, sexy singles. I gotta turn these head headphones down before I have a stroke. Let's let's see who's in the chat room right now. Let's have a look. Super Meowie, Ken from Hyde Park, Switchblade Batman, Dave B from before, Jake Gould, Moore Guinness, Lilith 21, Rika, Jeff HQ, Dez of course, and on down the line. I encourage you to go there and join in the mayhem and the majesty that is the WFMU comments board or chat room, whatever you want to call it. Follow, follow me on Twitter. At Mr. Dave Hill, at Mr. Dave Hill. You can tweet him during the show. It'll be good for my ridiculously fragile ego. Just don't use swears. To find out when I'm coming to your town, go to DaveHillOnline.com, my popular website on the internet. And finally, as always, I encourage you to rate and review this program on iTunes. Uh, five stars or one star, nothing in between. Uh, it gives me something to do uh, in between my community service hours to go read, you know, the comments and stuff. Hang on a second. 
The number here is 201-209-9368. That's 201-209-9368. My lovely and talented secretary, Ms. Shana Feinberg, is out uh, raising a human baby who, in turn, has had a series of botched cosmetic procedures. Kid's like 26 by now. Uh, Danny D on house arrest. I have not heard from my. Let's. We can only assume he's on house arrest. It's the only logical conclusion. So jumping into the breach once again, Mr. James Fernandez, the pride of Montclair, New Jersey, A.K.A. Dez. Let's see what's going on with Dez now. Dez, it's Dave from before. He's coming in. He's, he's walking in. Des. Oh, sorry. I had the microphone uh, in the in front of the little amp there. In the position to receive the heat? Yeah, I really didn't. I, apolo- I, I apologize to you and the other billions of listeners. Well, you're in here now, but before you were on the other side of the door. No, it sounded sweet. It went on a bit long, let's be honest. I thought it was only like a minute, and then I was like, oh my god. That's how, that's what happens. You, that, know, you achieve liftoff, maybe, and who knows where yeah. you come, come back down. And it's tricky, you know, because I'm more, not making excuses, but I'm also like playing around on my laptop while it's happening. So it's really <laughs> too much. Let's see. Let's, um, I'm going to put this call on hold. While Dez is in here, of course, when I grab you, I'll just throw you on hold because he's not going to be out there to answer. If he's in here, he can't be out you know, it's just one person. Doesn't work that way. So let's let's go on down the line. Oh, oh more heat. I'm Hello. hello, hello, uh, who's calling? I am howling. You're, uh, who's calling? One guess. Is this the pride of Bensonhurst? It's the pride of Bensonhurst. The cried? That doesn't even make any sense. That rhymes with pride. Sure. All right, whatever. Ingdave responding with heat of his own, for Ingdave, sure. Ingdave, yeah. He sounded good. I stand, uh, I'm smacked around. Beethoven. With, with, with Be- that was Beethoven. Yeah, believe it or not. Getting fancy. All right, fine. Oh, I hear you clicking it on hold here. I was putting another call on hold. Yeah, I heard. Screaming in my ear went. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know that it had an, that effect. Clicks a little care. bit, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't be. No, I. It, I'd be Doesn't bother me. So, how are you? I'm really great. Thanks for asking. How Good. are you doing? Good here. That means both of you guys are all right. We're doing. I feel like. Are you doing all right, Des? I'm doing great. Yeah. You look great. It's. Uh, I'm happy. To, it's officially Christmas season. I heard the. Uh, oh. Was that the Mannheim steamroller on the way in? So I'm ready to go. What is the Mannheim steamroller? Isn't that 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 like heavy metal Christmas jam that came out like 20 years ago? How does that go? Uh, is that like Trans Siberian? Yeah, that's what it is. It's Trans Siberian Orchestra. Yeah. Did I get what did I say? Man- I don't know. Mannheim steam. 
I think it's Man, one of the same. Man's Earth Band. No, not them. Um, see, I'm ready for Christmas. That that trans I've never seen Trans Siberian Orchestra. Have you? No, only on like YouTube stuff. It seems like uh, the unfortunate intersection of heavy metal and, and Christmas. I guess that's exactly what it is. You'd think that would be a glorious place. You would think, and you know. And I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying, like, I like to keep my heavy metal Christmas free and my Christmas... Metal free? Mostly metal. Uh, not, not... I mean, King Diamond... The taste of metal? Yeah, if King Diamond wants to get involved, sure. No presents for Christmas. Sure, I'm in. But other than that, no. Getting close tonight. Oh, yeah, this is a wildly popular show. And when did it start? This show or the popularity? No, the show. I just... What do you mean, when did it start? I just heard of it. You, oh, you, this show, you just heard of it? Yeah. Wait, hey, Des, i got to plug my... Here, you, you talk. Dave's got to plug his uh, computer in, otherwise everything's going to go crashing off the air. As of now, you're in control. Hey, Dave, how are the bikers downstairs? Oh, they're great. Is, that sounds like We sarcasm. hang out and get high together. All right, that doesn't sound horrible. Do you really? No. Does he bring his own? No. Sarcasm. Oh, sarcasm. Hanging out and getting high together. I know they have their own. Sure. How, what, you can smell it through the ducks or something? Oh, I'm on the terrace in the summer getting sun, and I'm breathing it in. I'm saying, oh, that's, that's some of the good stuff. Do you tan easily? It depends on what part. Wow. I'm not going to ask follow-up questions. He's got the forearms of a, of a Greek god, right, Ing Dave? Well, they're veiny. Farmer's tan. Yeah, the arms get tan quick. Ing Dave, are you going to do any art for the art show? My hand's on steady. That he, could be all right. He, well, no, we've covered this. Uh, he's going to do like a performance art. He's going to rip some solos. We're I, gonna, need, I need an accompaniment. Well, we're going to put you in a soundproof booth. I thought Jimmy was going in the soundproof booth. No, that was something else. No, we'll put, Jimmy will be in another, in the money booth with bees. Oh, that's right. And uh, he'll go in there. Ing, Ing Dave will be in another booth ripping solos. And um, let's see, uh, Bill Dolan, the pride of Hoboken, he'll be in a maze. <laughs> and at the end of the maze is a single Tito's and soda. He has to get through the whole maze. Well, he has his guitar with him. Uh, he, I don't think he plays guitar. His brother plays guitar. What's he play? He he plays Just, lead, lead throat. He's got the voice of an angel. Yeah, I know, but he doesn't play any instrument. That, I don't... Uh, maybe he does. I don't think so. He needs someone to jam with. You do? Well... I want to just be solo. You mean at the art show or in life? The whole deal. So, all right, well, then consider it put out there. Put it in the Village Voice. Oh, no, wait, that's done. Yeah. Never mind. Must have looks, chops, and attitude. Yeah. Pro gear. Flashing balls like Paul Stanley requested. (laughs) Is that what he asked for? Yeah, that's how they got Ace Frehley. Wow, worked out. Perfectly. He has both of those mm-hmm. things. Flash. We're all millionaires balls. now. I don't know about Ace. 
He may have squandered it, Ace. Yeah. Fortune's I, one and lost. He one of his guitars. It's the Flying V. He did? Yeah. Years ago, I seen it in the guitar store. It was selling for 10000 at the time. You know, I don't know. On 48th Street. I don't, I never know, I understand how that works. I remember, like, reading once about how Tony Iommi borrowed, had to borrow $50,000 from Ozzy Osbourne. But this is, like, well after they, you know, were huge. Successful. Yeah, and I was like, what? You just need your front loan. What's going on that you don't have, you know, walking around money, 50 grand? They say show business is a dirty thing. It is. I guess it is, isn't you lose it? Your money it's been quick. proved this year, right? It's been uh, this year. How so? Uh, Harvey. Oh, Harvey Wein. Yeah, yeah, Harvey Weinstein. Oh, and I don't know. A whole slew of other crap. I think I think there's scumbags in every industry. It's just that people are, you know. Yeah, when when it's prominent, they get caught faster. True. Yeah. Then, so, yeah. Somebody's out to get you. They're not quite in the shadows. No. Like the government, the shadow government, that is. The sh- are you talking about the Illuminati or the Intelligentsia? Or the, the they go cabal? by many names. Global, New World Order, whatever. Hmm. They're more powerful than the president, believe it or not. Oh, I believe it. I'm not throwing out theories here. No, I know. You're, these are facts. As far as I heard, a hundred different guys say it. And women. Balanced. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> sure. All right. That's how you take it as fact. What do you mean? When you hear the same thing by a whole bunch of people who don't know each other. That's and usually it has to be true. That's ballpark know. to fact. Yeah, I'll give you that. Thank it's you, con- Des. It's a consensus. Dave doesn't sound like he's giving me that. He, he, I his, mean, his eyebrows are I don't know. It's not. It's not ironclad. Yeah, but I listen to lots of things you don't. But they tell the truth, not the corporate news. I hear you having a guy from CNN on. Yeah. Corporate news. You're not going to hear the stuff from him. Well, why don't you call when he's on? And uh, ask him. <laughs> ask him. Yeah. Why not? I mean, you yeah. can. Well, if he knows that he's not going to spill it on the air because he's afraid of his job. No, he will. This is a safe space. No one's listening. <laughs> a couple of dozen, maybe. A couple of dozen. Give All or right. take. Ing Dave, 20, 20 minutes. minutes. See you, Ing Dave. Hey, Dev. Okay, later. Bye. Thank you, sir. The number here, 201-209-9368. Hello, you're on the air. Is it me? It's you. Who's calling oh, you from hey. where? happening guys it's brian in island park and where's island park is that in new jersey no long island by long beach oh beautiful this time of year yeah beautiful all year round oh yeah what's going on out there how much how you doing des i'm doing all right how are you all right on strong island (laughs) (laughs) represent (laughs) yeah uh i was actually thinking about you dave when i was listening to uh this band. I, I lived in Omaha for about eight years, from '95 until 2003, and this band called Grasshopper Takeover. They were like a good, you know, hard rock, popish band. Mm-hmm. 
just I know something you could appreciate, but I always had this idea in my head that there could be a TV show for the greatest bands that never were. You know what I mean? Like like a, a band that just never seemed to. I, I came across a bunch of them throughout. The, actually, Sons of Elvis would probably be too successful for my idea. Oh wow! But, my first band, just to you know, yeah, bring people going, up to speed. Going, you know, if you follow that train of thought, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, like the band that. Really talented, good bands, but just, you know, just couldn't get the break. Yeah. Wasn't there a documentary a couple of years ago about a band similar? I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank on the name. Sort of like a hair metal band that just never gave. You're not talking about gave. Anvil. Yeah, that's what it was. Anvil. Yeah, but see, this is the thing. Yeah, like, but they made it. Anvil only made it. By not making it? Well, here's the thing. Anvil, I, I must have discussed this before, but Anvil... Whenever that movie came out, I don't even know. But it, like the thing with Anvil, the whole premise of the movie or whatever is like, they were right there with all the other bands that that became huge bands, but for whatever reason, it didn't happen. And then they play Anvil's music. And then you go, well, there's no mystery. They're horrible. <laughs> you just go, like, yeah. like, and this is in the first five minutes of the movie. You're like, like, why didn't it happen? And then they play the music, and you're oh, like, yeah. oh, I could That's tell why. you that. They're an awful band. Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed that movie because I thought it was more about the guy's friendship and their commitment to just kind of doing just what they love, and all, which I think is really cool. But, I mean, a friend gave me an Anvil shirt thinking I would be like cool but I was like I can't walk around and I can't sign off on this it's horrible I'm not gonna wear a t-shirt of a band I don't like mm. or like I don't wear things ironically or whatever if I wear as a shirt as far as that idea goes I for think a band the band's that, you know, awesome like a, right a good band that never made it is there anybody that comes to mind for you that didn't make it um you know, that really hmm. should have, that had the chops, you know. I mean, arguably Big Star that I played earlier, they didn't, they've mm. really only become big, you know, since they broke out. A lot of bands. Yeah. And then even what's the definition of making it? I mean. Well, like I said, the band that I brought up, the, the thing that made me think of it was that band. I Just because I lived locally and I played in bands in Omaha back in, you know, the mid to late 90s, I, I recognized that. And I just, I listened to their album again. And it's still damn good. What was it called? Okay, right. Actually, I'll have to send you the link to it. It was a band called Grasshopper Takeover. It was a, and it was just a three-piece. And it's very like, um, you know, like, you know, hard rock, metalish, but like not metal even. I don't know. It's just it's power rock. Okay. Kind of. I'm pulling it up here. I will now assess why they did not make it. Um, it's you got to get the right one. I think it's a red cover. I think uh, it might be. The song is called... I'll send you the link on Spotify. Oh, they Wait. made it. They opened for the Goo Goo Dolls. What are you talking about? Oh. It doesn't say that? Where do you go from there? I mean, come on. <laughs> Let's um check this out. Let's see. This is the band. Are you playing it right now? Oh, you can't hear it. Good. Yeah, no, I don't know that song. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not vouching for that one yet. Well, so far, no, no, no. I can tell you why they didn't make it. Like a red cover, I think it's called Bone Crusher it starts off with. 
Sound like video killed the radio star. It does, yeah. It's like, it's uh, got a buggle sound to it. Yeah, which I like. I, I'm all for it. Let's pick up another song. I mean, I, I want. What about? They apparently have a song called "Baby Got Back," or is it a cover of "Baby Got Back"? No, see, that's not. The, I, I know on Spotify sometimes there's like weird things. Like I don't think that it's the same band a lot of times. When there's unknown bands like that. Oh, gotcha. <clears throat> but um, there's one. I think it, if it's like I said, it's the red cover. I think it would be probably '96. Wait. The first song was Bone Crusher. I know that. Bone Crusher. Hmm. There is a band called, called Grass Grasshopper Takeover. Oh, there yeah, it is. Bone Crusher. Was the right band. It was just the wrong album. Other stuff other than that Wait, one Bone album. Crusher. Here it is. Let's see what we got. It's playing. Yeah, I think it starts off with like a little bit of like plugging in noise and then it, the riff starts. Well, that's, that's a cool way. It, no one's done that. <laughs> Are you guys still there? Yeah. Oh yeah, we're just can you hear it? Well I, I just heard a bunch of static for a few seconds so. It's got a swing to it. Okay. A little bit. They're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. telling you, if you listen to that album, the songs, there's very good songs. That, and you know how, like, there's, there's certain parts of songs where, you know, as a musician, you would understand, like, the, the, the nuance, the dynamics of it. They're better than what it sounds like from the first few seconds. All right, I'm going to take your word on it. You spend some time with it. I'll go down yeah, the grasshopper takeover wormhole. Well, I'll make a note of it and yeah. Just that one album though. I make, can't vouch for anything else. Does make a note of it and text me at four a.m. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, first thing in the morning. I will. I'll. I, I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna follow up on this. But speaking of the Suns, though, that was a good band. I got to see you guys play a few times. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was. It was fun. Still talk to the fellows, you know. Holiday reunion. Yeah, well, Tim plays with uh, what Jay Mascus and Sweet Apple, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have. They just had a new record out. I'm trying to remember. John was the TP Records. Yeah, John Pekovic. Yeah, they're a great band. I play them on the show. I've played them quite a bit. What's the name of the band? Sweet Apple. Oh no, no! I was talking about uh, Orland. Oh, the band that he's in. Oh, that no, that no. When I said John, that's what I meant. Forward. Oh yeah, he's he plays solo now. I thought you were talking about John Pekovic, who sings in Sweet Apple. And what was the name of the drummer? Was it Pat? Pat Casey, yeah. yeah. Just saw him. How do you know all this? I, because I used to go see you guys with Justin and Thad, like way back in the Fordham days. Oh wow. Yeah. This is wild. I don't know if you realize, this is Brian. I, I do your podcast. Oh, you oh. didn't say that. Why don't you say that? I, I don't know. You didn't say your last name. 
Well, I mean, now I've put it together now that you said all that other stuff. You didn't say it was Brian Whitley. Sorry, man. Sorry. No, no, no. I just... No, Honestly, it, I was just thinking, I never get a chance to call because I'm always at home. I got, you know, the baby now and everything. And oh, congrats. Just, uh, I was leaving the gym, and I was like, you know what, let me give a call before I go home and walk well, in the house, and then I can't speak on the phone. Now I'm going to uh, really <laughs> go down the grasshopper worm, grasshopper takeover wormhole. They get I wish you would have said your last name. We're sitting here <laughs> talking to you like you're garbage. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I hope we treated you like a king, regardless, because that is the yeah, aim of the no, show. Of course, but you didn't tell me that part. Well, I guess with that grasshopper takeover, though, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, maybe it's because of, you had to be there kind of thing. Like, I, I got to play on, you know, some of the sh- same shows with them, so, you know, but it, it's just something that always stuck with me. You know, there was other bands, you know, didn't stick with me, but that one always did, and I was just, like, listening to it last week, and I was like, ah, it's not bad. Yeah, they, you know... I'm going to check it out when I get home tonight. You know, that, when I'm wired. They had on VH1, from... they used to have that show with the uh, with the bands that got back together or whatever. You know what I mean? After years. Oh, yeah. So that's They'd when be I like, that, hey. I, you know, I was like, maybe the, what's that? What was it called? They would be like, uh, wasn't it called Getting the Band Back Together or something? And they'd so be actually, like. Actually, yeah, I think it was. <laughs> what would. What would you say if I told you we could get all four members of Deep Blue Something in the same room again? <laughs> or whoever. It was like Berlin, I think. We have, That's right. Now you we see. have one holdout on the original lineup of Dishwalla. <laughs> Dishwalla's probably still together, for all I know. I bet they are. I don't know. Hey, you gotta make a buck somehow. Hey, I, you know, anyone's doing their thing. There's a county God festival bless somewhere them. to be played. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, God God bless them. Anyone doing your thing, whatever it is. Sure. Just don't but do not do it near me. Forget bands that never were. What about bands that are? When is that new Valley Lodge coming out? Oh, hot sound. Yeah, uh, later, next year, next year. Right on. We can't stop rocking. It's a, it's a oh, scorcher. Oh, you know what else? I got to think. Of, uh, something else just came up real quick. I'll get off the phone here in a second. Um, Kimbro. That isn't John Kimbro? Yeah. From Walt Mink? Yeah. I, I love that album, man. I got to get that. I, I, I wish they, I could find that on vinyl. I don't even know if it was ever pressed on vinyl. But I think so. That Teen Judge album I bought from him this past year. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a great too. record, yeah. I was going to recommend it if you, if you didn't have it. <laughs> there you go. Well, right on, guys. Well, Sorry, thank you, Brian. You. And by the way, for the listener, the podcast is edited by Brian Whitley. Thank you, Brian. But we were just calling Brian and didn't realize it was actually <laughs> him for quite a while. It's not the just labor Brian. of love. Well, thank you. You are the well, man. Thank you. Right on, guys. You guys have a good night. And All right. I'll you too. Again soon. Keep up the good work. Talk to you later. All right, later, guys. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. The number here. There's two oh wait, what happened? Oh jeez. Oh boy. Hello, you're on the air. Hello? Nope. Do we lose them? They bailed out. They bailed out. The number here is two oh one two oh nine nine three six eight. That's two oh one two oh nine nine three six eight. I heard you got a date for the art show. Oh, I'm glad you reminded me. Here, let's. I'm gonna put 
the, these calls on hold here that are coming in. I'm gonna put you on hold. Hold. Yeah, because we got to talk about this. I may have just hung up on someone, as is, because I'm a professional. But um, yeah, it's official. The goddamn Dave Hill Show art show. Much rumored about uh, in the Scandinavian press. Whispers grew louder. It's happening. It's official. The date is Saturday, April 14th, correct? Yes. So, if you... The phone just ringing like crazy. Wait, let's see who this is. Hello, you're on the air. Hello? I hear somebody. I there. hear breathing. Do you think it's like one of those things where they're like... They're dying. Hello? Oh, hey, it's Dave. Oh, hey, I didn't realize I was on the air, Dave. Oh, yeah, it's Dave. Who's calling? Oh, hey, Dave, it's Lauren. Lauren, from where? From New Jersey. Where in New Jersey? Wayne. Wayne, New Jersey. Yeah, you don't remember me? Oh, that's always awkward. <laughs> that's always awkward. Wait, wait how do, where do we... From calling or from in real life? From calling, from Instagram, you know. Oh, it's all like coming together. Friends. Yeah. How's yeah. it going? It's going great. How's it going for oh, you? Oh, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Somebody at the door? Someone's at the door? Wow. Exciting night for you. Yeah. I sense foul Who play. Who is it? I don't know. If it's a guest, bring him in or? Uh, not, not yet, no. Maybe a guess. We don't know. Oh. What's happening in Wayne? Oh, absolutely nothing. But I just got back from the city. The city? What in the New York City? New York City. What, what were you doing? Just hanging out with my friend, visiting from Seattle. And then I was uh, driving home, and I caught your show, which I haven't caught in a couple weeks. Why? What could possibly? Because I'm a bad friend. I apologize. Get it together. I'm enraged. I know. I could really hear it in your voice. Yeah, this is me at my maddest. <laughs> I haven't been this mad since the 80s. No, but I had an, like, a pressing matter to discuss with you. What so. is it? Why don't you sing your theme song anymore? My theme song? Yeah. But that I, wait, that I sing? You used to sing it. I don't know what happened. I never sing my own Yeah, theme you were song. like, it's the goddamn Dave Hill Show. No, you're talking. No, there was a recorded one. Oh my god, that was a recording? I thought you sang it every week. Oh, wait, hang on a second. Um, my world is falling apart right now. I thought that was you live. Wait, you're talking about this. I believe. What is it? Are you talking about this? Oh, I can't hear it very well. How about now? No, no, you used to sing it, I swear to God. No, because that, that show, that a theme which I, I should start using, I, I just haven't got, I used to play it every week and then I, it sort of drifted away. That oh, is by Distant yeah. Correspondent and they're a delight and they made that for me. Maybe I'll play that at some point tonight. Yeah, because that was one of my favorite parts of the show. 
Wait, that so that's the one you're talking about? I don't know if it was. I couldn't really hear it. But okay, you're taking my word for it. I'm taking your word for it. Yeah, they're stone cold in a good way. Nice. Yeah. Dig it. Do you know Wayne, New Jersey? That's where Fountains of Wayne, the fountain store that yes, Fountains of Wayne was, named themselves It was after. upon a time in Wayne, yeah. It's there gone now. Go. Yep. That's a bit of Wayne trivia for you. Yeah, I'm 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 impressed. Yeah. File under more where that came from. <laughs> no, that's all I know actually. There's not much else to know. But that's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's I'm all told right. it's closed now. Alright. That's the internet rumor. <laughs> Alright, well I gotta get back to uh I gotta finish the announcement of the art show. Oh, that's awesome. Unless you have a I would actually be really interested in that. I'm an yeah. artist, too. Oh, well, then you're going to love this. Wait, awesome. Hey. I'll let you get to it. All right, listen closely. The information's okay. coming now that Des is back. I shall. All right, thanks, Lauren. Good keep, talking to you. Keep up the good work. All right, you too. Bye. Bye. I'm going to put this on hold. Um, yeah, so where were we, Des? Announcing the art show. The art show, Saturday, April 14th, the goddamn Dave Hill show, art show. Any, anyone, whether you're a, a legend like Danny Hellman or you make sculptures out of your own feces. No, I don't think we want we'll that. We'll have to get clearance on bodily matter first. but Sure. Put it on the list. If Andre Serrano wants to do something, who are we? Come on, say. But um, it's going to be Saturday, April fourteenth, and uh, we'll get all the logistics in terms of. Uh, but the idea, as you hopefully recall, may or may not, uh, is any and all artwork inspired, however loosely, by this radio show, the goddamn Dave Hill Show. So it can be, you know. A mixed media piece uh, tribute to Ing Dave. It could be a life-size paper mache rendering of Des. It could be Danny D could just bring in uh, Oreos and hand them out, which I think will probably happen anyway. Be a performance piece. That'll be a performance piece. So uh, whatever you, whatever you, I mean, in so much artwork. I mean, the idea of it came about was because so many great artists who listen to the show and, and uh, post their artwork were like, oh, we should do an art show. Bam. So now it's happening. It's happening. Station manager Ken. Well, thanks to Des. That you facilitated. And you, you grease the shoots, the wheels or something. But it's all happening. So uh, information will be disseminated work it all out and uh but get but get cracking we'll handle our end here you guys do the art yeah and uh we'll go from there and it's gonna be fun hopefully there'll be refreshments maybe bands will play i don't know i say make a show out of it yeah you know then you could take monday night off the following monday we'll talk okay you have ideas i got ideas okay i like this this all sounds good okay all right, well, so anyway, more info, but April 14th, mark it down, get cracking, whether you're 
gonna do um an oil painting of of me, which hey, I'm not not opposed to that. I'm not saying you have to. It doesn't have to have anything to do with me personally. It could be like a charcoal drawing of your cat while you're listening to this show. That works. Whatever. Inspired by. Yeah. Whatever that means to you. The sexy, sexy listener. You're listening to the goddamn Dave Hill Show on WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online worldwide at WFMU.org. Really, whatever this delay or reverb, whatever it's set on, I'm wild for it. Sweet spot. We should play some jams and then get our first guests on, but let's answer these calls first, see what's what. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going? It's really great. Thanks for asking. Who's calling? This is Christian from Montclair. Mon- I called like maybe two months ago, I don't know, in September when you're first planning this art show. Cool. Oh, I nice. I wanted to confirm that you still, you know, you want me in the show because I really want to be in this show. Yeah, totally. I insist. Awesome. What Good it, to hear. Can you give us a... Uh, can you give uh, us a hint of what you might make for the show? Well, my original idea was to do a piece based on Don from Union Beach. I think I'm still sticking with the idea. It's a sculptural-based piece, which is something I'm not normally do. I love it. So I'm interested. I'm interested in doing something like that for this show. This comes as great news. Can't wait. Yes. Yeah, I'm really excited. I want to start working on it soon. The bigger, the better. Well, I'm planning on doing something big. Oh, good. It's the only way to do you it. Said April 14th, right? April 14th. We're gonna get. Okay. Dave B. I'm gonna write it down. Heath Wilson. Scott Johnson. Justin Smith. Yes. Joe Tate. Joe Tate. So many incredible artists. I think uh, Melissa in Vermont's crocheting something or needlepointing oh. something. She sent me an incredible uh, needlepoint thing. Uh, it was like uh, some deer in a river of blood. Sweet. Yeah. She's got a real gift, it's that hanging one. hanging in my home. It's beautiful. But yeah, Christian, you got to get cracking. You only have I'm get, I'm get four cracking. months. So, yeah. And, yeah, I, I love the idea of uh, Don from Union Beach inspired art. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully Don from Union Beach will come. And it'll be like, you know, there's all these de- de- depictions of God. The artist and the art. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll finally see what God looks like. Only it'll be, be so lucky. Don from Union Beach. God definitely looks like Don from Union Beach. Well, yeah. In a perfect heaven. And he looks like you and me, too. <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. I'm drunk. I'm drunk, too. Good. Keep <laughs> up the good. I'm not really drunk. I'm a professional. I don't I only no, drink. No, I'm up. definitely actually really drunk. Oh, good. It's good. Keep up the good work. Don't drive. Thanks. Don't drive. No, yeah. I'm not planning on it. I'm we not like going to anywhere. Good. Because we like to 
you know, be positive here. All right, well, thank you, Christian. Keep keep uh, keep on keeping on. I'll keep on keeping on. All right, we'll see you soon, in a few months anyway. Yeah, definitely. See you soon. I'll right. call you when I have some updates on the piece. Yeah, get cracking. I will. All right, thanks a lot. Have a good night. Good night. All right, stay hydrated. All right, bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Who's calling? This is Paisley. Paisley? Hmm. Hey, Paisley. How, you're how like you the doing? third Paisley I've spoken to in my life. My first. Really? I got this is my third. All right. You've been around. I have a friend named Paisley. I know a guy at a store named Paisley. And now this Paisley, where are you calling from? Carney. Carney. Good crowd in Carney. K Town. K Town. What's going on tonight? Ah, uh, not much. Just uh, tuning in. Um, here to offer my DJ services for your art show. What kind of jams? All of the jams. Like what? Give us a taste. Um, you know, anything from uh, some some reggae. All right. No, thank you. Soul. Okay. All right. It could be good. You know, all different types. Only of if it's like some, you know, just some. Just some dirty, like, like reggae that I want to like go on a crime spree while I listen to it. You know, running yeah. the streets. So, yeah, I only not play like reggae Sunday in the robbery. park, and then there's yeah. like a, someone's handing out pamphlets. Something menacing. Yeah, something menacing. Sure. I like whatever the music is. I like to be menacing. You know. Menacing dub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah, man. All right. I like this idea. If you yeah. whatever you play, as long as it's menacing, I'm in. All all vinyl, of course. Good. Even though I play almost everything I play on the show is off my laptop or whatever. That's right. No one needs to know that. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. All right, it's a deal, Paisley. Cool. All right, we're we're gonna take a quick break after this. I gonna well stay stay in close contact, as Joe Franklin used to say. True stills. I'll see you on the radio. All right. Thanks, Paisley. Work it out as we get there. I got a good feeling about Paisley's jams. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, Dave. What's up? Who's calling? Oh, this is Matt from over in Bloomfield. Oh, Matt, Bloomfield, New Jersey? Yeah, we're kind of connecting the dots. They had like Montclair and Carney and now Bloomfield. It's like all real close. Yeah. yeah. I love it. What's going on in Bloomfield tonight? Uh, not much. I tried to call earlier, but I've been busy. Um, I heard you talking about uh, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, although I don't I don't uh, hold that against you, your uh, non-interest has got cheese whiz written all over it. Um, I hope you're familiar with Sabotage. So, yeah, they, it's the guy from Sabotage that started Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yeah, it was like their heavy metal band. That, uh, yeah. I guess, I don't know, it fizzled out, or maybe maybe he just realized his money was Money was to be found in Santa Claus. I think, yeah, they're probably making a lot of loot. Tour hard for a couple months, sit and count it for the next ten. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not my thing. I'm not knocking it. I mean, joke's oh, on yeah. me if I'm knocking it. No, no Bobby Littleton, he played bass. He was, a, he was an awesome bassist for that band. Was it um, 
Hollow the Mountain King. Great album. By the way, if those if that those Trans Siberian Orchestra folks called me and were like, Dave, you want to come rip some solos? I'd be there in heartbeat. Sure. <laughs> I'm not oh, saying yeah. I wouldn't do you'd it. Have an, you'd have a whole orchestra backing you. I'm just saying I wouldn't wear a lace shirt or anything. I mean, I doubt any of them are actually from Siberia, but. No, yeah, the name makes no sense. I don't think they are. I think they're like from Florida or something. We yeah, should run I don't a check know. on that. I, I don't recall exactly where they are from. We could probably no, figure I, it out. Yeah, that uh, I know you're. You're also talking about lesser whole, lesser heard metal so, uh, songs and bands. Uh, lesser Holt? as well. Wait, what about Lesser Holt? Lesser known. Lesser known, like lesser heard bands. Oh, I thought you were talking about Lester Holt in metal. Because <laughs> he plays bass. Lester Holt, Doesn't the newsman. Really. I didn't know that. The newsman always looks like he's smiling no matter what he's talking about. Don't they all? No, but, but he, no matter what he's talking about, he has like this slight... So, like a little bit of a grin, actually? Yeah, I think yeah. it's like a... And the only time I appreciated it when he, when he was talking about... Um, you know, all the Flynn news the other day. I was like, well, now I'm enjoying this, this <laughs> mark. Now I'm getting a charge out of it. All right. Well, we should, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll get our first guests on. Okay. And then uh, we'll just, just can more mayhem to come. Keep it rolling. Yeah. But uh, wait, I'm sorry. We didn't conclude that your thought. The pride of Bloomfield. Mike. Mike. Is he there? Yeah. Wait, what were you saying? I'm sorry. I uh, uh just before? Uh just like lesser bands which you were recommending. Oh yeah, early. yeah, that's where it's before I went and toured Trans Siberian Orchestra a new one. Um <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What wait, what what band do you think is uh great that didn't get their uh their shot? Uh there there's one that I kinda like. The name is Deceptor. I found them. They have like just one album that basically has a, it's like compiled all their demos, and uh, they have a good medium of like almost creator esque, like Teutonic thrash. Uh, but they have vocals that are similar to like some Iron Maiden kind of stuff. Oh, from Greece. That sounds pretty cool. That it's sounds Encyclopedia Metallum. The Metal Archives. Yeah, that's a good yeah. place to find that. Have they ever been on been on like uh, Fenris's Band of the Week page? Oh, I don't know. I, I literally I found them on a this one like website that just has a whole whole huge catalog of just all these bands that just only released a couple demos or one EP. But through skimming through a lot of it, you can find a lot of cool stuff. It's called. Uh, Heavy metal gems. Oh, nice! I'm gonna get googling that. I'm. All, I love that. I love that finding the band that had like one song, and then that was it. The guy decided to go work for uh, the rug store. Yeah, Deceptor is pretty good. I guess the other one I would recommend is check out Satanic Rites. They're from Germany. I love both of them. Have I guarantee they must have cool T-shirts. Both bands. Yeah. Starting uh, off strong. I don't think either band was around long enough to even have anything lasting. Maybe they do, but um, a sticker, something. Um, yeah, Satanic Rites is. It sounds meaner than it is, but it's kind of just like heavy metal Blondie, like Blondie with brass knuckles. Oh, that sounds That's right on my alley. 
That's perfect. Yeah, there's some like bouncier kind of songs, but then there's also some really like ripping ones. I'm in. Yeah, the but, third uh, and final. Hey, I'll, I'll let you get to your next guest. I know you're. I think you're gonna play music or something. But uh. Yeah, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll get uh our first guest on Simon Ostrowski and Jeff De- Jeton. Which nice. he doesn't pronounce his name that way, but I just decided to that time. Cause uh, more fun. Up. Um, all right, thanks for calling. Later, Mike. Thanks for the yeah, hot no tips. Problem. It's Matt. Matt, oh Have a good night. Yeah, why'd you call him I'm Mike? Sorry. God damn it. Sorry. All right. Well, th- have a good night, guys. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. I wouldn't get your name wrong. I'm sorry. I don't know why I threw you under the bus. No, it's the right thing to do. All a man has in What's this world going is his on name. With me? Yeah. <laughs> I should get it right. Um, all right, let's take a quick break, okay. and then we'll get Simon Ostrowski and Jeff Jeton on in a few minutes here. This is the goddamn Dave Hill Show on WFMU. Home of the Hits. Oh, hello. You say, you told him it was NPR? No, no, I thought it was. <laughs> no, we. Tri- I thought this was NPR. He tricked me. No, it's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, let me announce. Let me back announce. You just heard Darrow Fletcher with "What Good Am I Without You," which I need to. I put in the playlist as Darren. I don't know what that's about. Fix that. And then before that, you heard. Backstroken by the Fat Back Band, and before that, the Jesus and Mary Chain with Just Like Honey, and now joining me and Des live in studio from CNN, Simon Ostrovsky. I have your mic working now because I'm a professional. You got my last name right. Is it? Doesn't? Do people not get that right? No. Sometimes it's Ostrovsky. What kind of idiot would Sometimes do that? Sometimes like Ostrovsky to try to sound more Russian. Oh, no. I, yeah. I go full Cleveland. Yeah. That's, That's why I don't do say. It. So you didn't go full Cleveland Jeff, with my Jeton. name. Yeah. <laughs> I would say. But then it's, because having said Jeff Jeton, then to go back to the Cleveland pronunciation is very hard, because then I have to dial it back mentally and go Jeff Jeton. <laughs> it's, anything's better than Jeton. What kind of monster would do that? But anyway, and and you're you're a complex figure, Jeff. You're an activist, a Roman impresario, and so much more. Jeff is a guy who will phone up Eric Trump on on WhatsApp and uh, in the middle of the night just to harass him. I love that. Well, that gives me hope, you know. <laughs> I'm glad that's happening. Anybody can do it. It's it's really easy. I he blocked me on uh WhatsApp on well, I haven't tried him on WhatsApp, but he blocked me on Twitter. I'm trying to get the whole family to block me, but so far he's the only one who's You got to sit a little closer, by the way. Okay. Jeff Jeton. Sit like like I'm sitting. How's that? Oh yeah, that's the sweet spot. All right. Yeah. <coughs> But um, wait. So, what do you say to Eric Trump on on WhatsApp? I, actually, I didn't. I just started yelling. I can't remember exactly what I said. 
there might have been some obscenities dropped. The call didn't last that long. It lasted long enough for me to take a picture of him and my face in, I think it was FaceTime, actually. You FaceTimed Eric I just Eric FaceTimed Trump. Eric Trump. And he answered? He answered. He picked right up. And I started yelling at him as I was taking a picture, and then he hung up on me. Um, I still text Donald Trump. Donald Trump still ha- – oh, sorry, Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump He Jr. still has his red receipts on his uh, eye, eye messaging. What does that mean? It means you can see when Red. He, oh, red. His, yeah, read receipts. Oh, got it. Got it. We could do it right now if we wanted, mm-hmm. but we shouldn't. It's too much multitasking. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is – right before we came on the air, you were just saying that that the RNC just backed Roy Moore. It, it's looking like it. It's, it. That's what just popped up on my phone. Yeah. Pretty interesting. And, and the craziest part of it is this guy, Paul Watson, who's uh, this Alex Jones sidekick on InfoWars, came out with this really moralistic tweet saying whether it's Moore or Roman Polanski – you shouldn't be having sex with children, and it should be condemned. That's how crazy this political cycle is, that you've got like somebody from InfoWars saying that. Yeah. Voice of reason. Voice there. of reason, all of a sudden. Like that's the how, RNC that's is how crazier badly, than InfoWars. That's how moment. badly our standards have dropped, is that we're, we're just all surprised that <laughs> someone on the right side is disavowing pedophilia. <laughs> I don't even know if you can call them the right. They're just, you know, they're in, the, in conspiracy land, and right now they're sounding more reasonable than the uh, <coughs> Republican Party. Well, Simon, I, I was wondering this, and I don't know, know if I want to know the answer, what you think. Do you, or is this, the, is this just going to be like this forever now, or do you think things will <laughs> go back to some... I'm, some slightly more normal place event is this like when you're getting over like food poisoning and you're just like just projectile out of every orifice and you think like oh my god i'm gonna die and then finally that last worst bit of it happens and you go like you know what? I think I'm going to be okay. Is that what's going on? Or Simon, just lie and tell him yes. <laughs> what do you? Th- you can tell me either way, because I, I, I'm going to Norway <laughs> Thursday, and uh, depending on your answer, I may or may not return. I've been covering Russia since 2001, basically, and the former Soviet Union, and um, I'm frankly really used to this uh, sort of uh, political atmosphere and I can see like sort of the russification um, of American politics uh, happening day by day by day where you have the people in power essentially just gaslighting the population and not really caring whether it can be substantiated or not and um, you know it never stopped in Russia and uh, I don't see why it's going to stop here because once the genie's out of the bottle and people realize yeah. that they can uh, get away with this post-fact reality that we live in you know they don't have to change up their ways anymore Okay, that was not the answer I was hoping <laughs> for. Yeah, enjoy Norway though. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I don't want. I, I might just stay. Des, I'm, I'm I, I, the show is yours. Oh, great. Not not the uh, conditions I wanted to assume it, but all right. Well, you're gonna fill in Monday at least. Yeah. We know this. We'll take it from there. So, oh man. Well, I guess you're. 
Who I can't even because it's almost ten thirty. I can't remember the guy's name. But who is the guy? Um, you know, just a couple of elections ago, a guy screamed really loud at a rally. Howard, Howard Dean. Dean. Howard Dean. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't think of his. Basically, after about ten o'clock, basic facts <laughs> and recall. Uh, my brain is done. But that it's a good thing w- you have a show at, at uh, yeah at, from from the, nine to midnight. But that first hour, <laughs> that's the sweet spot. <laughs> right. After that, I just let Des jump in with basic things like Howard, who's Howard Dean, which I don't know why. A lot, you know, sometimes. But anyway, but but he. I don't think that's not entirely why, but that would be enough to to kind of torpedo someone's campaign, and now you can be a pedophile, and still uh, the train is on the tracks. <laughs> what what is the process uh, once he's in? What's once Roy? If Roy Moore wins this election and goes into the Senate, is he he just? Do they do anything about that? Do you, is he just hit with? Hit with an investigation right away, or he's just in. Well, I don't know. I mean, the the president, the so-called president, has uh, what assaulted what twenty women have gone on record, whatever the number is. Yeah, it's different in politics. It's not like some of these guys who are in the media industry or in the music industry or entertainment industry or business industry where where, where companies. <laughs> You know, what these allegations come out and companies can take an executive decision that these guys were elected by the population. And, you know, the Republicans are right when they say that if people vote for this guy, um, knowing what they know about him, then that's essentially who they want in office representing them. And you can't just fire him. Yeah, I mean, that's true, I guess. <laughs> There we go. Should we take this call and see if this is this may be part of what we're talking about? Sure. It may not be at all. We'll find out. Hello, you're on the air. Dave, it's Dave Windorf. Dave Windorf. How you doing? The Monster Magnet. I feel like you probably or have something to add to this. Oh, I'm totally impressed by your guest. It's like (laughs) you're leveling up, dude. Yeah. You're leveling up. Well, you know, this is like, this is the subject, and it will be the only subject for forever. You know what I mean? This is the subject, and has been even before it happened. Um, In my opinion, um, you know, lies have always been a big part of America, and people love to believe them. And uh, these are just the first guys that actually took advantage of a communications revolution that allowed um, a machine gun barrage of lies and picked up on a lot of really good lessons learned from russia so yeah like simon was saying yeah you know it's like it's like a perfect storm for these guys it's like oh yeah well we don't have to have any class anymore just lie big and lie often just watch them spin so but i do think i mean the difference between us and russia is that we still can relearn how to parse the truth you know, that's why I have to take take your guest and give him a little challenge. I don't think it's going to be. I think there's a chance where people can relearn how to how to learn, and how to read, because really that's what happened in the last election. People forgot how to pay attention. 
Well, the, yeah, I also think that the internet is it's fairly new. I mean, in what? Totally new. 20, brand new. 20 years? And it's, it's brand new. You know? There isn't a good, uh, it's not a good system of organized factual information. It's you know, the it's worst. Just, it's actually it's a, the worst. It's a burrito right. thrown at a windshield. Yep. <laughs> and, I, it's and, unbelievable. And, it's like, this is, uh, I totally agree. I mean, the, it's madness. You the, know, the, it's the, like little kids in a schoolyard <laughs> basically screaming and hiding behind a fence where no one can come get them until finally, who said that? What'd they say? It must be true. And, and like scrolling things on a phone booth wall. Well, when I was a kid, we used to have an encyclopedia in our living room that was... If you needed information, you went to the encyclopedia. And that was all, I mean, all the information you needed to do what you needed to do. Yeah, and it could be from 1973, that encyclopedia. Ours was. And now now you have supposedly all the information, not categorized scientifically, just here it is. You figure it out. And I think people are confused. I think eventually we'll sort that out. But we live in a time period where... We just got it handed to us, and it's like... Absolutely. I, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, even in, in the old days, uh, with that encyclopedia and how much lies went on with that, too, because, I mean, there is no, you know, I mean, there is no real history, you know. Um, there's a written history, and then there's a real history, and then what people settle on. But leave it, even at that time, when there was so a limited amount of information, at least there was the time... The media wasn't as fast as there was a time to, to, uh, to dig out the truth from that and to the rail process. against it and to bring out vetted stories or vetted new history on, on what was true and what was not true about that reported history. Now, it's almost like the people have forgotten that they, they think they don't have the time. I think most people think they don't have the time to really read but they do. You know what I mean? I mean, we're only, we're really only uh, slaves to the Internet because we obey its pace. You know what I mean? I mean, if, 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 if half the people in this country even voted the last election and they took like a month out to really read, this would have been a completely different election. Completely different. I'm not totally pessimistic, by the way. Good. Um, you're scaring me. You know, you know what? You're <laughs> scaring me, dude. I need, you know, I need people to think ahead 10 years. I'm not saying we're not going to have 10 years of absolute crap because, to say the truth, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged American, and I've seen this crap a million times before. This is nothing new except it's just in its bulk, in its complete, like, ripped off the veneer, any kind of veneer of class. Well, I mean, when I was in, you know, middle school in Michigan in the 90s, um, they had social studies and they teach you about the branches of government and you'd learn about the executive and the judicial, et cetera, et cetera. And nowadays they have a new class um, called media literacy, and it's not in every school district, but it essentially teaches kids how to differentiate, you know, um, 
what comes up on social media and how to be able to tell what's true and what isn't and how you have to go and look back at sources and you have to learn how to read articles and you know that's the first thing I would do uh, talking to anybody about how do you how do you figure out your news is you have to learn how to read the news articles you have to find out what a dateline is you know dateline is uh, where the story was written where the r- reporter was when it was written and that's really important yeah you know, remember that, that stuff yeah remember that, that? I mean, they <laughs> didn't teach stuff? they didn't teach that in school I learned that on the job um, but now uh, I think they are teaching it in school in some places and that means you know 10 years down the line we are going to have people who are you know, trying to figure they're going to do be doing reverse image searches for the photographs that they find um, on Twitter to see if they've been published before to see if the captions that have been attributed to them are actual actually real or not you know that's something they that have to do it only takes 30 seconds but yeah you, you know, know before you re- the- think before you retweet i think is uh, or repost on facebook i think is you know an important thing for people to do probably should be mandatory for for any parent that's half worth his salt to start teaching that stuff even before the school does well, yeah some of the uh, responsibility I mean, lies like the in these thing of like teaching people not to you know to look both ways to cross the street that's how common sense it is Exactly, and it's your fault. You're you're just as complicit in in spreading the nonsense if you don't think before you tweet. You know, if you just retweet blindly something, you you got to make sure it's coming from somebody you trust, or, or something that you verified yourself before you just push it on to everybody who follows you. I have an idea. This is probably really stupid, as I like to preface up most <laughs> of my ideas. Do you think, you know, when you delete something on the computer? <laughs> yeah. And it says like, "Are you sure you want to delete this?" If if they had a second button, say, "Are you sure you want to retweet this?" Seventy-five <laughs> percent of everything wouldn't get tweeted. Yeah. Well, you know something. That's actually a really, really good idea. And, and obviously, us giving any credit to That's people's intelligence these days is is too much. So yeah, of course. We should. But I mean, that, that brings me to the point like I was children. trying to make earlier. You know, we're I, really, really behaving like children. I have got no problem with that. Say it. Do it. I think that that these technology platforms owe us some investment in policing systems or, or you know, uh, sorting, helping, assisting their customers in sorting out information, right? It's, they owe a lot. They, a Twitter, a real lot. For, for example, I spent a good, I, I went to the inauguration and I ran into some, a Nazi, Richard Spencer. Um, oh boy. And anyways, I, I, I got in a little slight scuffle with him, and then Good. I ran into a bunch of kids that were maybe 15 years old. I'm not going to name their names because they're underage, but I found where they where they go to school, and I started looking into these kids and their the the things that they say online, and. It was amazing. Once it was got really depressing. Once you really look yeah. at the seedy underbelly of the internet and of Twitter, mm-hmm. it's so easy to figure out. I could do it. I could find these kids and see what they're saying. Twitter, oh, totally good. Twitter has in the in the in the name of free speech, let this get completely out of control. And and I don't. There's there's free speech and then there's hate speech and it, it it's it's pretty clear to me when you have 
I, I, I'm not, I don't want to. I don't well, want to. No, I think that the thing that people forget about in the whole free speech debate is that the First Amendment is not about you know Twitter letting people say sure, whatever they the want. it's the government. It's about the government preventing the government from stopping people from saying things pr- primarily against the government. Absolutely, people forget that. I just forgot. There's that. N- there's no there's no free speech argument for Twitter or Facebook or anybody else to allow any madness to appear on their sure, platforms. Sure, if you're screaming racist crap in a movie theater, the movie theater has the right to throw you out. But uh, but I feel like what you keep, uh, you know, people keep like I don't remember any, a time in my life when there'd be when I mean they'd be like oh the clan's gonna uh, walk down a strip mall in this one town. Like, all right, whatever, fine, go go for it, guys. And then now it's like, oh, they, you can't stop the Nazis. I mean, like, Charlotte, Charlottesville, I mean, if those guys were black guys, they would be dead, all of them. Well, that's the difference now between then like, and now. Like, then there was enough time between an announcement for <clears throat> something like this and uh, for a... a, a a, a rally of anybody, uh, uh, protected free speech, whether it be Nazis and well, Nazis a lot because there's always there's been a Nazi rally five times a year every year since World War II. You know, there's always some nut out there. But in the old days, there was enough time for people to realize uh, before they had enough time to, to have a knee-jerk reaction or or have this thing politicized through electronic media. So the general taste and the general taste of the public being protected by people who are in business, which is the capitalist way, where people try to think about, they don't really care about what people think, but they care about what they think according to buy, the, buy their products. They want to they want to stay, quote-unquote, American, good guys. Um, that's another thing that's gone out. It's like, we're not good guys anymore. But And so it, it had a way of, and it worked for a long time. Free speech was allowed. A nut, a bunch of nuts came out. A bunch of nuts were ignored or put down. The difference now is that there's so much rapid fire, unaccountable fever, uh, unaccountable hate speech, unaccountable. Unaccountable. It used to be accountable, and now it's not. Well, and the, so you've got the, the internet's a giant raise, We're talking about fifteen-year-old well. kids. They don't even know what hate is. They're talking about this like they're talking about some metal band. You know what I mean? They don't know. They're American kids. They're idiots have no clue of what what they're unleashing. That's how dangerous this thing is. Because you, you don't even have an ideology. I sort of agree it. with you, Dave. It's yeah. Dave. It, uh, but, I mean, guys like like Richard Spencer and some of these other guys, they're not dummies. No, I mean, no. Spencer's they're, a, a they're monster. They're ideological, ideological monsters. He's a monster. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely. I'm, what I'm just pointing out is that the, the in the Minions... The minions that seem to count now, that allows for a Charlottesville thing, that allows for people getting on these clubs and stuff, you're going to have a lot of real, real dummies who aren't even, I know these guys don't even deserve to be called monsters. They just be called an absolute idiot. What I mean is like in America, like no other place, you've got a fantasy world of people who will back anything. That's why the electronic media is so dangerous here more than anywhere else. You've got, you've got a generation of kids who can't understand. And you get a Spencer, a real monster like Spencer and these people, and they go, oh, God damn, look, we got asses in the seats. Yeah. It's really scary. I mean, even scarier than, 
you know, I, I'm all for like it, it, it was a no-brainer to knock a Nazi off his feet. It used to be a no-brainer. You know, it's like, and it still is, really. But when you have a bunch of people that can't under, even understand what it really is, then it, then it's a problem. Because then you, and then the people politicizing this effectively through electronic media, no vetting, effectively just putting out more comments and more headlines with nobody checking the facts. Well, the other side media. of the coin is that. It's crazy. It's a wake-up call, you know, for a lot of people. It's been a wake-up call as well. For education. For real real education. Like, humane. Like, look. Well, I mean, is, you know, let's, let's, let's... This is why... Let's say for, exa- let's say for a second that Hillary free, Clinton would have won the election. You know, all of these problems, they still would have still been under the surface, but we would have uh, continued on, you know, living our lives thinking that they weren't as big an issue as they actually are. I agree. And now it's all come out into the open, and now we see uh, that these people are in our society. And, it's like uh, a boil, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. a giant mm-hmm. boil. And, uh, and, and I think a lot of people have woken up to that fact, so if you want to take something, some silver lining out of it. That's what the term woke is, I guess, right? I mean, I think that was around before, but... got woke. Uh, Yeah, everybody did. Yeah, I think Donald Trump's holding up a big mirror to this country and really showing us our real reflection that... I Amen guess we forgot, or, or I mean, but the alt right's been around since like 2012 or 2011. I, I don't can't remember yeah, when Richard Spencer. I've never and heard the, of it. And the, I had the no idea. Been, been around since Barry Goldwater and before Kennedy. So these, this guy, these guys have been slowly building for years and years and years to a point. I think they got something they didn't realize get with Trump, but they're definitely bringing all everything they had that different groups had planned on going, all right, it's just basically a way to be fascist. Be, right. You but know? that, And I don't think this is a particularly American problem either, right? This no. is a, a worldwide uh, reckoning, I think, that we're having with globalization and people developing over millions of years and apart and we all come together and then you have all the information added into it it's very i agree it's a very uh uh it's a clash it's a clash of cultures that we're seeing play out in our lifetimes with globalization and there are these fringe sets of people that are that don't have the views that mainstream populations have and I think we're going to see, I mean, we're, United States and, and some countries in Europe are very multicultural, multicultural societies. So you, you see these, this, this the, really the tip of the spear of how, how cultures cl- clash and societies clash. I, I, I mean, I imagine that Japan or countries like that are probably pretty racist, you know, in, 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 the, in their racist. cultures. And it's, it's just they're not going to see the type of, of multicultural of, clashes um, that we see. People to, right. oh, you know, to act like a civilized human sorry. and get over it and live with it. Sure. Uh, you, know? <clears throat> you just have to grow up. You know, it's like it, it's going to take a long for people, long time for people not to be that. Well, but I mean, the cult, the war of cultures, and the, and the fear of strange has been going on since the beginning of time, and will continue to go on. True. The, the thing that disappoints me is that this, in this country, now I go to Europe a lot, and I, I know Europe pretty well. I know the way those guys think, and 
it's a lot simpler and more in stone. Here it's, it's ideological, it's, it's strange. A lot of people don't know what they're talking about, haven't lived things. But I can tell you, um, to, to watch somebody like Trump come back, this, this boy will come up and throw things back 50 years is a huge, horrible disappointment. And there's no, right now, I mean, the story isn't done yet because we all want to see this guy leave office in bloody diapers. Right. We all want to see this guy walk out. I want to see him on television for a couple hours. You know, when you look up monster, beast, failure, idiot, oaf, you want to see this guy's picture. And that's, I mean, to me, that's the thing that everybody should be planning on now. It's like what his legacy is going to be, because if these guys continue to write their own legacy, and so many people are, are still confused by lying. I can't believe that so many people are confused by lying. I mean, it's just lying. It's not hard to figure out. Yeah. That's why I worry about America, because there's a bunch of people who don't seem to get how threatened we are by this. They still don't. Well, the question I pose to all four of you, do I come back from Norway next week? <laughs> I thought, you know, <laughs> sorry. I caught it. Okay. I thought, shoot, this is <laughs> this is bad. And I'm a pretty optimistic person. This is bad. Where else could I go? You know, what other country could I reside in? And you know, the the thought I, mean, I I never thought I would be thinking about that and uh, you know, I I've, I've been making a list lately. Why? Yeah, Dave and I made lists early on. Yeah, I, I think, think we were making it last year, or even before. I think it was right after the election. It's like, okay, where are you going to go? I, I think, think the, I think the bar has got to be a lot higher before you start considering, you know, moving to another country. I mean, just as the reporter <laughs> here, well, the, who's reported on natural disasters, war, and actual human suffering, things haven't gotten that. Well, bad this is encouraged. So you this guys are what, slightly jumping the gun. This is I what I need my to list hear. Down. So this one. This is encouraging. Even you know. No, I think we both decided that we uh, no, we got you got to stand and fight. I'm not running. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding? I'll stand and fight. Well, this the other lesson it, people you know? have taken out of this is that your vote actually does matter, and it's not you can't just go and do a protest vote for your favorite fringe candidate and think that there's not going to be yes. any effect. And you know, liking stuff, social media, liking, and pressing, clicking a couple things, and going on your day and thinking that you're all right, it's not going to cut it. No. It's not going to cut it. I mean, look, look what it's all done. The only thing that social media has, has done for good is, is bubble up certain awareness for things, made a very bunch of relatively passive, but that's okay, you're an American, you can be passive, passive, nice Americans agree on a lot of stuff and go on their day and go get their coffee. And... Uh, but it has also allowed the bad guys, the absolute rabid raptors of the world, who are willing to work 29 hours a day on social media, right. get the upper hand. Yeah, Simon so, and I were talking about that right before we walked in. Is like, are are the are the benefits of social media outweighing the the cons? The the not now they aren't. I, no, I don't feel that I, way. Even no. before this, I was against the internet. <laughs> wow. Before it was cool. Before I've been against it from day one. I think it's it's cool like in like little things like I I you can check out a lot of music very quickly. I like that. But uh, that might be the only one. 
That might be the only <laughs> thing. That's it. <laughs> I, I say, you know, it, it's, let's say, no it's a lot more successful in providing convenience. Yeah, I like when, like, I hate that when, you can't buy tickets at the door anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, but you, you can't to, even do that. You can have you? to book That's them online. Bar. When I was a kid, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when, when I was have a this kid, internet. They, you know, the thing is, it, it just again, it it brings a lot of people into a sense where you can. It feels like you're doing something good. You're getting something accomplished. Um, we're we're, we'll have, we're going to be having the really same discussion about transhumanism more, in about it takes forty more years. Physical Activity to do good things for real for people than it does to do bad things. Yeah, it's easy, you know, stirring up hate and coming up with diatribes, unvetted information with unvetted people and false information. You can do that all day. Yeah, you know what I mean. They've they've got they picked out the pace that the internet has set for people, and people will accept the pace that the internet gives them. That's why people are nuts. That's why people, everybody is crazy. Yeah, this country's crazy. They are accepting a pace. So, all right. So, what do humans do? Humans are going to have to do what good humans have always done, which is walk outside, say hello, and talk. Yeah. Plus, and not have to decide what they're going to do the minute they go back to their stupid computer. It, they're just going to have to take the time it takes for humans to make the right decision. Yeah. It's going to be hard because now it looks like it's just World War Three out there. We've got, you know, it's a, you know, and I'm worried about that people, good-meaning people, will start, uh, let's see, just like accruing some of the bad habits of the alt-right and the meaner people on the Internet in order to get their way. And it's like, oh, if they set the rules, now we'll play unfair. And then... That's when I moved to Canada. That's my other. So point. that's when I moved to the moon. <laughs> Are you kidding? That's when I lose all right. faith in human humanity. Like goodbye. Right. I'm like like one of those space igloos. All right, Dave. I want to make sure we grab some of these other calls, but um, oh yeah, oh I've thank, been talking too long. No, man. no, great show, man. Great show. Thank you so. No, this is a. I the, you would be the exact person I would want to call. I would want to call in it's on nice this topic. Talking to so, you. Yeah, nice to meet you. Thank yeah, you so much. It's the only story. You know what I mean? Sorry, everybody in America, but there's no, there's no Game of Thrones. There's nothing else. Everything's on hold. This is the story. Yeah. Amen. All right. All right. Later, thanks, Dave. Dave. I'll talk to you soon. Right on. Bye. Thanks. Uh, Dave Wendorf, Monster Magnet. This is, I've I've said this before, Des. You know, but but with yeah, with the uh, how quickly everything goes. And I use this as, that like what was it, a year or two ago when the guy who was tangentially Howard Dean? No, not Howard Dean. Thank you for for that. Uh, <laughs> no, the guy who I can't remember his name. Of course, was it Howard Dean? No, it was Howard <laughs> Dean. No, it was the guy who was somehow like Mitt Romney connected to uh, the Wu Tang Clan. Shkreli. And he, no, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, I heard. Oh, he, the producer from England. No, the guy he was somehow. What and then Wu Tang Clan was like, no, he had nothing to do with us. But the guy he cut oh, off, he cut off his cut off his penis. Good, oh, yeah, yeah, cut yeah, off yeah. his penis and then jumped off a balcony, and like I use this as an example of what? Like it's the internet's fault. If that had happened before the internet, that news would have kept us going through the summer, yeah. like because <laughs> we that's that's all we would need. Well, I to, remember the Lorraine Bobbitt story. That one went on for a Once. while. It did, yeah. But I don't remember this Wu Tang one. Wait. 
At least it's a few. Exactly his point. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um, should should we grab an somebody's calls or should we chat? Sans call a moment. Yeah, let's chat. Let's, let's chat. Ch- Sans call. We'll grab some some people on hold. We'll grab you sh- shortly. But uh, but yeah, I'm, this is encouraging. Though I, I I'm I'm glad to hear you're saying don't uh. Don't, don't don't emigrate to Norway. Don't move. I have too much stuff. That's the other thing I think of, is I have too much stuff. And Norway's not a very big country, you know. So no, where are you going to put all your stuff? Exactly. Yeah, the biggest city is what half a million people in Oslo. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I'm screwed. You're gonna have to stay here in but Jersey City. I don't live here. But I <laughs> are your are your listeners allowed to know that? They're allowed to live. I don't. They're allowed to know. They they know vaguely. Uh, they know you don't live in Jersey they City. They know I live in in New York. Yeah. Um, State. Though I think I said oh, you what just street. lost half your listenership. No, no, that. no. This is a global operation. Okay. Sometimes we. I don't know where Lucas from Paraguay has been. That's a good point. But uh, he he's I like um, he. Um, but anyway. Um, I guess what's this? What do you guys think? Uh, how much longer do you have to put up with this particular idiot, Donald Trump? Do you think he, he'll last the full eight, the f- the four, two more weeks? If you had to bet, I've been terrible at <laughs> predicting uh, Trump, you know, longevity, just like everybody else was. I was actually filming a story with the uh, with a with a militia in Georgia. Um, on election night, the country, no, the, the state. state, yeah, uh, uh, sort of. Uh, okay, these three percenters. Have you ever heard of them? No, there's three percenters too. Yeah, what are they <laughs> what about? What percentages do you know about? I knew 1%. about I knew about the one percenters. No, these are definitely not the one. These are guys. They're sort of gun nuts and Second Amendment right um, people. Oh, and they think that the American Revolution. Uh, was accomplished with only 3% of the population actively participating, which isn't true, by the way. Um, but that's, you know, the theory that they base their um, ideology on. And so they want to be part of that active minority that sets the country straight. And uh, we went down there uh, to do a story about how they were going to react uh, on election night to the Hillary Clinton um, victory, which everybody was predicting. And so my job as the producer on this shoot was to stand there with my telephone looking at that dial that they had on the New York Times, you know, that was telling you how many mm-hmm. percentage chances uh, Hillary and Trump had of uh, victory. Mm-hmm. And to just watch that dial sort of <laughs> slowly swing in the direction away from what everybody expected and to get these guys to react to that. Um, we were expecting them to get progressively more angry as the evening wore on mm-hmm. uh, because the next day they were planning, because they thought she would win too, um, they were planning to march on Washington open carry because they were sure that Hillary was going to come in and take away their gun rights. And, uh, you know, instead the, the night wears on and uh, Trump is closer and closer to victory. And I'm, and I'm explaining this to them because I'm looking at this dial on the app and they're going um, – now nah, we don't believe that. That's the New York Times. They're tricking us. <laughs> I couldn't get a proper reaction from them because they were so convinced that Hillary was going to steal the vote um, that the New York Times couldn't be telling them the truth and was playing mind games with them. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, that's how inconceivable it was for everyone, if you think back, 
um, that that Trump was going to win. So, you know, could he win the election uh, the next time around? He very well could. And everybody's everybody's vote matters. Yeah. Every single yeah. vote counts. I, I was talking last night to Felix Sater, who's uh, Simon knows who he is. He's you may know he's one of the mm, players in the whole Trump uh, saga, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I you know I have struck up a basically conversational relationship with the guy who's you've been WhatsApping him. I WhatsApp him sometimes. <laughs> I, I you know I send I like him pictures of people. cats and dogs and things like that. But I asked him last night. I just said, where do you think all this lands? It's so exhausting for every single person I know. Because I figure he has a little more insight than everybody else. Well, I yeah. think you should say who Felix Sater is. Yeah, Why don't you, you yeah, say who Felix Sater is, and then I'll tell you what he said. Okay, Felix Sater. Uh, he is a um, businessman uh, who carried around a Trump Organization uh, business card for a while, I think in 2010 or 11, that stated that he was an advisor to Donald Trump. And what he was trying to do for Donald Trump was to secure a Trump Tower deal in Russia, which never materialized. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's also known for the fact that he's, um, you know, been charged and convicted um, with being in a bar fight, stabbing somebody in the face with with the stem of a martini glass. Um, and I think securities fraud. Yeah, but I think he also was negotiating an arms deal on behalf of the CIA or the FBI, or on behalf of the CIA for um, with Osama bin Laden right before 9-11. The guy's got a fairly interesting he history. He sounds like a real piece of work, this He's one. He's a piece of work. Well, I don't know if he was dealing with Osama bin Laden himself, but in order for him to get out of doing... Uh, federal prison time for the charges that he was convicted of. He agreed to go to uh, the former Soviet Union and I think it was collect uh, Stinger missiles that the U.S. government had lost um, and get them back through his uh, sort of underworld connections, uh, which he did and he was thanked for by the federal government. Wow. I'm gonna, I want to ask you about uh, were you going to say... Yeah, l- let me just say he, he said... Uh, his oh, the, his his, his uh, prognosis. Why was hold on one second? I I just lost it. Um, a couple people will go down, and maybe that's it. Maybe two years of impeachment hearings, which end just like the Clinton impeachment. Oh, uh, which so that's his thoughts. Interesting. Well, I think this one's going to be decided at the ballot box. I don't think it's going to be decided uh, in a court or in Congress. Uh, so we have another three years. I think At so. Least. I mean, this is you know, I mean, a democracy. Yeah, that's I mean, how that works. Maybe he, maybe he, I don't. He doesn't quit. That's for sure. Maybe the Big Macs get to him. Uh, that's my hope. <laughs> <laughs> that's my hope. But uh, I don't know. In a natural way. Yeah. Um, I do the station ID. You're listening to the goddamn Dave Hill Show on WFMU East Orange WMFU Mount Hope in New York City. In Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online worldwide at WFMU.org. Wow. That's $4,000, that effect you just heard. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Worth On every the penny. effect store? The Apple the, effect I store? I demanded it. I demanded it. But, um, yeah, and... I, and I have, I, you know, some some people just tune in for the penis jokes on this show. The percentage. Great comedy not, show, Dave. The, they're not getting enough of it. Well, We've mentioned two separate penis stories already. Mm. So I know. I'm slipping them in. 
No pun intended. Because some people... That's the first one. (laughs) You know. um, Number one. But I wanted to ask you, I was reading up on you, and uh, and Jeff mentioned to me as well, you, uh, and maybe you're sick of talking about this, but you were held hostage for three days in the Ukraine, which sounded... uh, Horrible. Yeah, was, I mean, of course it would good, be horrible. It wasn't a good experience. Because <laughs> <laughs> usually, yeah, the hostage situations you hear are good, but not, not this one. <laughs> well, I mean, all the, all the, I mean, to be quite fair on the scale of you know being captured by ISIS or being captured by pro-Russia militants, I would take pro-Russia militants any day of the week. Sure, but they, but they, I read they. Well, you know what they did. They, they put a hat on a winter hat and taped it around so you couldn't see and then they yeah they blindfolded me and they tied me up and basically I was blindfolded for three days and sitting in a basement and I could only see when the guards weren't in the room and I sort of popped that hat up above my eyes to talk to the other prisoners who were in there Um, and they were the guys who I felt really bad for because you know they were spending weeks and weeks in there and because there was all this uh, uh, media uh, scramble around the fact that I had disappeared and all my colleagues who were reporting from the same place that I was were looking for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the so-called rebels. I say so-called because we found out later that the guy who was uh, behind the guy who kidnapped me was a former FSB officer um, who started the rebellion in that particular town. Um, uh, they realized that holding me there was very bad for the narrative that they were trying to put out, which was that th- these are these plucky independence fighters uh, who want to get out from the fascist Ukrainian yoke and want to bring Russian prosperity and freedom to the, to the area. And when they were kidnapping journalists, of whom there were sel- several down there, I was just the only American one, um, and drawing attention to the fact that they were silencing um, people who were reporting what was actually happening on the ground, um, that that didn't, you know, they didn't fit exactly with, uh, uh, with what they were trying to say. Because you know, if, if you mm-hmm. are genuinely these freedom fighters, then why do you have to um, kidnap journalists and uh, beat them up and throw them in a basement? Yeah. Right? I mean, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do it. Well, if I were go. a freedom fighter, I wouldn't do it under any, any <coughs> circumstance. I, ho- I hope anyone. Would and know. Uh, Simon, why don't you give a l- little bit of background on, if you can, in a, I know that the that Ukrainian Russian politics is very important in in sort of what's going on in the U.S. It, see, oddly enough, because Ukrainian, I mean, nobody knew. No offense to any Ukrainians, but nobody really knew much about the Ukraine uh, five years ago, I would say. So if you could give a little bit of background on yourself and and the kind of what you were doing there and, and why. Well, why I, it's I actually, I mean, this was the second uh, crisis that I covered in Ukraine because the first one was in 2004 and five the Orange Revolution, which was one of a series of these so-called color revolutions that were sweeping the former Soviet Union and also Serbia to some extent. And, um, you know, then Ukraine went quiet for me after that. And uh, when they started having protests in 2013, uh, which were over, by the way, um, you know, an economic trade deal that, um, that the president had promised and then backed out of at the last minute, 
um, under pressure from uh, Putin's government, um, and not because of uh, Ukraine supposedly wanting to join NATO, as the uh, Kremlin will tell you. Um, I, you know, at 2013, I thought it was just going to be a re repeat of the last revolution, which, which essentially. Um, you know, brought some reformers to power. They failed to deliver the reforms, and um, the country continued to be a corrupt kleptocracy. And uh, so, you know, I didn't even ask my editor to send me to Ukraine when when the protests started there, um, just thinking it would be a repeat. And then we started seeing the shootings on the main square where Maidan, yeah, on Maidan, Maidan the Euro Maidan, and. Uh, you know, dozens of people were shot and killed, and uh, and I think that's when everybody realized that this was really, really serious and really, really bad. And then the next shoe to drop was when Russian soldiers uh, suddenly appeared out of nowhere in Crimea, um, standing outside of Ukrainian military bases and essentially intimidating the Ukrainians into giving up their weapons. When the country was in a time of crisis and there was no leadership structure and nobody to give orders to defend the bases, so the Russians took advantage of this chaos, um, and you know it was really bad because Ukraine and Russia have been friends for a very long time, and it's not nice when your friends take advantage of the fact that your house is on fire in order to go in and you know steal a candlestick. Um, and you know when people ask me, well, hey. We, isn't it a little bit more complicated than that? I mean, you know, don't the, aren't the Ukrainians to blame for some things? Didn't they not treat their uh, Russian-speaking population, you know, that great, blah, blah, blah? Uh, I always come back and I say, um, well, take a look at the map. Look how big Russia is. Look how big Ukraine is. And then show me whose troops are in whose country. Because there aren't any Ukrainian troops in Russia. It's all the other way around. All the troops um, from Russia are in Ukraine. Uh, so I don't think, you know, you can really victim blame in this situation. Just to give you a little background there. Bam. But, but, but it was also very instructive in, in this new type of hybrid war that uh, the Russians deployed in order to further their gains uh, in Ukraine. Um, which was everything that we're seeing on, on Twitter, the gaslighting, the confusion, um, the sort of uh, tussle up of facts so that you no longer know what's real and what isn't. And so you just sort of wave your hand and you're like, ah, forget about it. Like nobody, nobody has the truth. Um, so it doesn't matter who's running the show. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we saw them pull off these influence operations, which, by the way, they tried to pull off here too, just to less effect because they're not... Uh, as uh, they don't have as much experience with um, this part of the world, with American culture, with American history. You know, they tried to pay off uh, protests, uh, protesters, activists from uh, both sides of the political spectrum in this country, uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, as well as uh, these Texas separatists, uh, also Islamophobic groups, as well as, you know, Islamic community leaders, and they literally organized small, ineffective, but actual protests of people standing on opposite sides of the street against each other, protesting in our country in order to try to further the divisions that, of course, already existed here. And in Ukraine, where, you know, they have a shared history and uh, have a, a lot more experience, they managed to do that to great effect. 
um, and to use the same tactics to uh, start a war in the east of the country um, by also, you know, uh, paying groups off to protest, and that escalated into armed con conflict. Uh, that didn't happen here, you know, because this isn't their backyard. Um, but the intent to to see something like that happen, that was there, and I think that where they can sow divisions, they will, just like they did with the, you know, passing over the emails to WikiLeaks. Who had the blind spot? Was it more the government or, like, technology and the technology companies? Because every... Like all these big wars always have like those little minor skirmishes where like the new weapons and stuff gets tested out, and if like what you're describing with what was going on over there, that's sounds similar to that. So like who kind of? I think the Obama administration had a massive blind spot on this and didn't take the threat seriously and didn't take the uh, hacking seriously enough and uh, acted too late and um, didn't act forcefully enough in countering what was going on and didn't warn the American people about what was happening either. Yeah, and then the tech companies can only be so responsible for it, I guess. I mean, it's not their job so much to watch as it is provide the, the platform. I mean, it's both, I, I stand by my, uh, are you sure, extra button now. <laughs> Second level. I do think that would solve a lot of problems. I, yeah. I wasn't so sure. I feel like Jeff backed me up are on you it. Are you sure you want to sow this division <laughs> between yeah. warring factions of American Yeah, I mean, the button, it doesn't have to be just on uh, apps. True. It could be, you know, different things. 15-second waiting period, something like that. Things like that, yeah. We need to, uh, we got to get the band down here soon. Should we? Do you guys want to take some calls before we bring the band? Sure. You, do you want to get the band? I can get them. Bring them down. Stage get them. And then, then we'll take some calls and see. Uh, and I'll slip in penis jokes where I can. I'm making no promises. Des. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, let's see who's. Hello, you're on the air. I think I know who this is. <laughs> Guess who? Monster Magnet the Dave. Pride, no, it's the Pride of Bensonhurst. Ing the Pride of Bensonhurst. What's going on, Ing Dave? Uh, should I chime in? Yeah, chime in. I really don't want to talk about Plump, though. Okay, but... The president should be Bernie Sanders now, anyway. Okay, with that... I agree. Uh, I want to it's talk that about sentiment that got that us Trump, though. Yeah, this is saying. true. You're, this is true. Wait, but now, but you promised me, when you called earlier, you promised me you would bring up the cabal when my oh, guests were on. You did. Does the gentleman who's the guest believe in the cabal? This is Ing Dave. He's, he's uh, an MVP. Simon, I'll let you take that one. Uh, listener not, and caller. I'm, I'm not aware of the cabal. Why not? It's, 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 I think that's the wrong question to ask. Also, the the Illuminati, which is different. The Illuminati is is not the Cabal. Who knows? I love this. There guy. is a Cabal, though. You have to know that. If you're a real journalist, you have to know that. Okay. <laughs> that is a bold uh, accusation. It's a true one. Okay. Wow. Wow. I'm not a real journalist. Guys admitted it. Well, who's admitted it? He recently died. Who, the Cabal guy? Yeah, that, that's convenient, right? That's right? how it goes. That's how the Cabal guys get you. They'd be like, by the way... Yeah, Cabal guys really should live forever. Well... If they're extraterrestrial, they might. 
Okay. Who, I'm who, kidding about uh, that. All right. Who's the cabal? What is the cabal? Well, there were a group of guys, and I guess their wives and family and all that, that are running everything from the shadows. That's why it's called the shadow government. I thought it was called the cabal. <laughs> New World Order, globalist. Uh, what's the is these are the guys that hang out at that uh resort. What's it called? The DACA? No, the uh <laughs> condominium. <laughs> I no, think there this that, thing uh, does exist in Russia. The, 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 the Grove. No, the uh what's it called? Do you know what I'm talking about, Andy? Dave? Out of my element here. Well I know I that thought, uh, I thought you guys different places. Know. And they have different groups like the Bilderberg uh, trilateral commission. So wait, you you do really believe that there's some sort of new world order? That's yeah. Oh yeah, he absolutely believes. He, I thought you were going to say you do. Oh so no, I. I, I I'm going to stay out. I'm going to. I'm going to stay out of it. <laughs> You're going to mind your own business, huh? Uh, for the purposes of this phone call, I will not. Uh, I will not weigh in on whether. I mean, I think I, if a my neighbor is listening right now, Sam. Call in because he's 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 on board with you. I mean, he he believes nine eleven. Oh, was now by that. if this if if it were, a, do you have I believe an, that's a, true. do you know uh, an attractive uh, single lady who believes in the cabal? Because <laughs> then we're cooking with gas. <laughs> I do not. I do. I absolutely do not. Because that would be if you uh, meet by be, attractive is this single lady. Show? This is you I mean, mean right. the Yemeni uh, corner store guy? On my blog, definitely, we could we could call. Maybe him. he has a sister. That's all I'm saying. She doesn't believe. It's a it, it, yeah. The Venn diagram of women and <laughs> global elite conspiracy theorists is uh, no theory. Do your homework. You'll find out yourself. Anyway, I want to get off this topic because I wanted to bring up the fascist tax plan that the Republicans are throwing out there. Th- well, through yeah. throughout already throughout yeah okay throughout past tense oh man what's your thoughts on that I th- I think uh, I'm against not, it. not my area of expertise but the one thing I do know is that they still haven't actually announced what the provisions of that thing are going to be because no. they still have to negotiate it between the um, the House and the Senate, and so you know nobody's actually seen it. So it's, you can you can guess from the versions of the House bill and the Senate bill if you knew what those provisions were, which I don't, since I don't really follow that. But we can safely assume that poor people are going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> we can always safely assume <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Wait, Bohemian Grove, huge in the chat room. Oh, and Jay, you do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, you know. It's a vacation spot for the cabal for and the, the Illuminati guys. Cool. Oh, is that yeah? In they wear robes. Oh, and uh, redwood trees. There's in, redwood in California, trees, and it's all inclusive. It's near San Francisco. All inclusive, yeah. I do know about that. It's 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 bipartisan as well. I believe. Yeah. I think it's just like it's like the the uh, club in The Simpsons, the Stonecutters Guild. Right. Yeah. Well, the, well no, that that's like based in, on the Masons. The Cabal is the only bipartisan part of our country that survived, by the way. You know. True. I, yeah, I think you you set aside your differences once you put the robe on and the paddling of the asses happens. See now you see now now the Cabal doesn't sound so bad. Maybe we should oh, be looking you know, to the, the Cabal as an example of how to deal There is no 1% in the Cabal. 
<laughs> no, it's, it's, um, zero, it's, zero, zero, it's harmony. One. Well, you can't because you go in, it's one, it's all inclusive, one fee, no tipping. Because there's no place to keep. I your think wallet. Danny Meyer is a is a part of the cabal. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, how about net neutrality? Uh, well, that's going to oh, come up. Man, it's getting late now. It's getting late. <laughs> no, I was just kidding. Oh, what do you mean? He doesn't like my topic. No, it could go on forever. Oh, because oh yeah yeah. I feel like you're just throwing keywords at us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. Right, Dave? I just throw the keywords. He just got the internet. It's worth <laughs> note. No, I'm not yeah. even kidding. How long? I'm not even kidding. How, how, Ang Dave, how long has it been you've had the internet? You should know you're the one who got it for me. Th- what, three <laughs> months? No, six. Six months. Well, Literally, he just got the internet. Come on, I don't believe it. True he story. He didn't. I. 100% true. Or, what or, about on your phone? No, he doesn't have a cell phone. I don't have cell phone. Never. I ordered him. I didn't. I just because I have the internet. I ordered in the. I didn't pay for the computer, but I ordered of in the not. computer. Well, no. Why would I pay for your computer? You're saying Who it like. Who wished it to? No, I ask? But, no, but you're saying it like you're mad that I didn't pay for your computer. <laughs> you caught on to that. Yeah. Just a joke. <laughs> you don't even no, have a. Flip, but you know, and flip phone? was life better before the internet? Yes. Because yeah, this guy remembers. <laughs> yeah, three months ago. Yeah. Six. Like spring. It was. I don't. Yeah. I I wish I were you three months ago. Six wow. months ago. Six months so ago. Wh- so why'd right. you get the, wh- how'd you make the, um, why'd you do it? Oh, you want to hear this story? Dave, do you think he wants to hear the story? About uh, Dr. Bruce you guys going to have to California? come back next week for that one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. It's, uh, it's like I think phrenology one. is involved. Oh, boy. And uh, well, Ing Dave, we got to get the band uh, ready. Yeah, you should get other calls too. Well, we'll take. <laughs> Who runs this show? I don't, I don't know. even know. You know, you have the best guests ever. I mean, the best callers. I know. Well, Ing Dave, well, thank you. This one's going. Nice talking to you guys. Yeah. Take uh, hey, time. I'll decide. <laughs> like, All right. Like Twenty minutes. Ing. <laughs> Call back and do the caller the uh, station ID. Okay. Fine. At the end. Bye. All right, thanks. All right, let's take one more, and then we'll take a break and get the band in here. Hello, you're on the air. Do we, we may have lost this person. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Hello? Hello, is it me? It's you. It's like Jodie Foster and... Uh, Hi, Dave, it's Melissa. Can you talk... Can you talk... Turn up your... Yeah, phone? I, can, I can put it up oh, my that's head. Hi, how are you? Melissa, you know, Melissa from Vermont. Yes. When am I... We'll, well, we'll cover this off the air, but I, I'm waiting for my invitation to come speak at Northern Vermont University. I know. In the I, I upcoming feel, semester. Oh, there's there's a lot of complications, but well, it's all right. Sort it out. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna rally, and I'm gonna just like I'm gonna exude all of my power just on your behalf, and then I'll probably collapse. Please. So it, I may not be there for it, but wait, are you leaving? There. Well, we we have a lot no. to, lot to discuss. Yeah, yeah. Just just follow me on LinkedIn, okay? Um, um anyway, uh, um, number one, I have three points. I'm trying to just organize my thoughts. Number okay. one, great. I'm super excited that you used your platform to uh, not just make dick jokes. Um, number two, okay. Okay. So I mean, but. 
please know the next episode will be all penis jokes. I, I, I hope Oh, so. for three hours. Okay, I hope so. Because, you know, I, I hope so. But I, again, I'm 100% behind you. It's a trade-off. Two. Okay, question is... Uh, it is a trade-off. We get rid of Pe- we get rid of Trump and then we've got Pence and then every like all no, right. But that's like, not what what's happening. What that's not what's happening. Say? He's like we've he, got well, Pence. He's going to be. I think I think it's actually going to be better that um, he doesn't get impeached or it isn't the investigation that takes him down and it's not one of those things because that's going to bring more chaos to our society because the people who voted him into office are going to feel cheated and they're going to have a massive axe to grind for years to come this thing has to be resolved at the ballot box that's Mm -hmm. how democracies are supposed to work so stack the house with monsters and pedophiles and then you're just hoping for a absolute sea change (laughs) of of politicians? Well, I mean, so far, I don't think the uh, elections or local elections or state elections or the presidential election or any kind of election in this country has been rigged in the sense of ballot stuffing. And, uh, you know, hopefully that's going to continue. And it's really up to voters to come out and to decide who they want to be their president. Right. You know, you're you're completely right. If uh, if Donald Trump is impeached or uh, in some other way is taken out of office, um, then uh, Pence becomes the president. And, you know, the tragedy of that is primarily that people didn't vote for Pence to be the president. No. Um, they but, vote- then they, but the tragedy is also that. I think the the majority of white people calm down and just like feel relieved, right? Like that's my main concern is that we just like exude this like just like oh thank God this orange monster isn't in office anymore and Pence is, is so much more respectable, you know. And and despite all we know about him, like somehow that's. There's still going to be an election. There's still going to be an election, even like if if Trump, uh, if Pence suddenly becomes the president, you know, two years later, a year later, however long it is, there will be another election where you can go and vote. I mean, if you, yeah, I think to Simon's point, there's an election, and Roy Moore is probably going to become senator of Alabama, right? Yeah, well, America's not Alabama. Alabama's Alabama. But we thought that. Trump got elected. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> to like Yeah, but I think you know, to go back to my earlier point, Trump's election was a wake-up call for a lot of people. A lot of people yeah. weren't awake before this election and didn't go to the polls or went and voted for candidates who just really weren't viable and gave and essentially threw away their votes. Um, and I do think you, that's I think do that's you think that's changed though. I, I mean, do you do I think do it's changed? No, I think no. I think there's a. I think there's definitely a generation of first-time voters um, who are going to come uh, to the polls, um, you know, fresh and innocent, and 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 make the same mistake. But there's going to be uh, several other generations of voters who would have learned a, a, a bitter lesson. Yeah. I like it. I, I'm feeling a little more weirdly hopeful after all this. After. Uh, yeah. Oh, Simon, oh, you, I'm glad. Yeah, <laughs> you scare people and then you reel them in. <laughs> I love it. By the Everything's way, gonna be okay. Vermont Dave. is my favorite place in the world. I used to go there every summer for the Russian it school. Is my parents used it's to teach very there. Very beautiful, and there's lots of good things and lots of bad things here. Okay, and my third point, Dave. What's your favorite joke? My favorite joke. 
I'll take this off the air. Thank you for your time. What you 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 mean you want me to tell you the joke off the air? Yeah. No, I want you to say it right now. I don't know any jokes. I mean, I, I'm always Come partial. On, what's What's the difference between What's the difference between um <laughs> me and a toilet? After you use a toilet, it doesn't follow you around for 3 days. Thank you for your time. I was going to try to make someone else the butt of that joke, but then I turned the the gun <laughs> on myself. Yeah, it's no, it's good. Way. I heard you As do that I with do. I thought you it's did a, that with Chris Christie. It was great. It's it's classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Melissa. Well, okay. We got. I'm gonna. I gotta get the band on here and get some jams. You guys are welcome to stick around, Merv Griffin style. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. Um, are you up for rock? You don't even have to answer. But I gotta get the band on, or uh, they get their street toughs and they'll kill me. Don't say so you're going to stick around? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll good. Stick. I don't know good, what Merv good. Griffin style is. But oh, that means... I mean, I hope it is Slide down the couch. On Merv oh, Griffin, right. the guests all stay as the show uh, progresses. All right, we'll take a quick break. Get the band in here. Like ready. More rowdy. Yeah, rock, yeah, rock band. Chris Campion. And he's, he's, he's not alone, though. Correct. And he's say, and, uh, anyway, we're going to get him on in a second. I'm going to play a quick jam, and then he'll be on with guns blazing. This is the goddamn Dave Hill Show. Thank you. <laughs> professionalism. You know, you know it would be professionalism if I had the 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 knob the whatever makes the music go on. If I had that on, that would be good. Bam. Oh, hello. You're listening to the goddamn Dave Hill show on WFMU. Home of the hits. That was Horizont from Sweden. With electrical. Simon Ostrovsky has left the building, I believe. Jeff, you got a microphone there. Do, do we. Did he run in horror? No, man, he was pretty stoked. Did he have fun? Yeah, he did. Um, he's the most serious uh, journalist. At, well, no, there's been others. Malcolm Gladwell's been on the show. He's a pretty serious journalist. Yeah. Um, but in, in summation, I, I feel he's right, and I feel better. I know these are wild times, but I feel a little better now, having heard his wisdom. And joining us now, Chris Campion. Hello. Ahoy. And who is this to your... This is Tom Licamelli. You're right. Superstar to, guitar oh, player. With it, you have a hot axe. Yes, he does. Temperature and. Uh, you've, been eyeing, you've been eyeing my guitar. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love Oogling hot axes. I'm wild, I'm wild for hot axes. Ask yeah. around. Yeah. Who isn't? They're cool. It's the only thing I'm really into in terms of stuff, you know? Oh, yeah? That's the only thing you walk around thinking about? Yeah, I don't want any, like, uh, flat screen TV. I guess yeah. all TVs are flat screen, aren't they? They are now. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why. But you still that. see that outside of bars. You still see, you know, we have 10 flat screen TVs. 70, I need one above each patron. <laughs> For me to go in, yeah. I want to be able to go individual. in there and Something. be like, hey, can you put this board on? There's, there's a place on Bleecker Street. It says, we boast. That's their, their copy. We boast 16 flat screen TVs. 
On Bleecker Street, you yeah. say? They boast 16 flat-screen TVs. Wow. Watch the game there. But I, you know, I've, well, this is a whole other topic, but I don't, the only, I only like watching hockey games, and, and uh, sometimes I'll be like, hey, can you put on uh, the Ranger game? And they won't know how to do it because they only put on oh, the, yeah. the other sucky sports. Right. NFL package. Or, yeah, uh, not the good sport. We've, you know, I just recently uh, met a guy that you used to play hockey with in my neighborhood. Who? Chris Santangelo. He played hockey with you at Fordham. I told did, me. yeah. Yeah, he bartends. Uh, I mean, he's an actor by trade, but uh, he picks up a couple of shifts at this place I play in my neighborhood in Queens no called way. Donovan's. And I got to come out there. He, oh, t- he plugs in with us sometimes when we play. Nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I played he at, plays guitar at Fordham. Uh, it was an intercollegiate. It was NCAA, you're, technically. You're a Division One athlete. It was Division like seven. It was tech. It was like really. It was basically a club team, but it was technically NC. It was basically like a high school team probably could have taken us. Yeah, but somehow <laughs> it was technically NCAA, and I I still. I take that with me wherever I go. You I do. Take, you still give off that barrel-chested sort of jock vibe. Yeah, it's pretty I, intimidating. I, I get that a lot. Yeah, I get. I'm that glad a you're lot. across the desk. I, no, I get. That I don't want to get too close. To a that. lot of people yeah. they see me coming <laughs> with the scarves and the brooches and it's, all that, and yeah. they're like, "That guy's a left wing." But you got to stride it, you know. It never no, leaves you. Gotta, yeah, no, it's part of it's who I am. Yeah. Well, we got it, but. but you're you're gonna you're gonna break out some jams for us. Should we? Should, why don't why don't we should, we? should we do a live jam first, and then we'll get to a track after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this is off my new uh, EP. Just came out last month. And where can folks get that? Uh, they can get that at uh, ChristopherJohnCampion.BandCamp.com. And then memorize that on the way over. Split milk. Split milk is the EP. Yeah, four songs, and you can get it on iTunes and uh, CD Baby, all that stuff now too. So. Nice. Yeah. All the all the places. All the places where you get it's, music. It's basically. every cul-de-sac on the internet. I'm a wildly <laughs> articulate individual. You are. It's all the places. All the places. I'll just start saying that. You yeah, can it, you can, can get it in all. You the can places. take that. You yeah. can take that if you like. Well, what do you want to start with, Tom? I was thinking, uh, while I while away, be a nice way to ease it in. Yeah. So this is a little. Uh, Wait, let's do. Let's do it. Play, play your guitar. Oh yeah, that's the sound. Yeah. Oh, hot like, sound. That's cool. And you're gonna want to back up. I'm gonna back up like this. Yeah, yeah. That's probably better, right? Yeah. Then because I hurt myself. Good. Yeah, yeah. I have I'm, quite a throttle in here. Oh, don't. <laughs> hey. I, remember that Ella Fitzgerald on. commercial, like where the glass like smack? That's gonna happen. Probably. Yeah, no. With I, this, with this uh, smart water, it's gonna Thank shatter. You for the forewarning. But I, you know, I have this thing too. Is this? How's this coming in? Red hot. Should, should I back up even more? That would be. That's that the sweet right spot. Is yeah. That the sweet spot. And I can crank it up a bit. Man. Oh yeah. Right, now this, we're... this one is about the courtship uh, between me and my lady, and uh, she was very hard to catch. Oh, and, they all are. Uh, yeah, they all are. She moved in across the street from me, and uh, the first time I uh, asked her out, she we we'd become friendly, and uh, she was having a bad day, and she said, "I," she said, I, "You know, I I really don't feel like going home right now. We're out in the street smoking a cigarette." 
literally in the middle of the street, in the middle of traffic. We live dangerously. Wow. <laughs> you no. hang on to her for dear life. <laughs> and I remember I said, oh, I thought this was my chance. I was like, well, you want to go get a cup of coffee? And she was like, no. And that was a no rejoinder. But no, like... <laughs> Well, now I no, want no to hear reason. what... <laughs> no reason. No Your mic's up, by the way. Yeah. Know. So, anyway. How's this one going? Don't chime in during the song. These are... You sure know, he can. can. That'll be like an avant-garde backup part. Or yeah. If he does that. Um, this is... Uh, yeah. So this is called While I While Away. No, I'm serious. How's this one go? How's this one go? It's in G. Now, do I call you <laughs> official artist named Christopher John Campion? Yeah, there is a story there. There is a story. All right, go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, well, this, well, I'm a writer too, and um, I had a book come out on uh, Penguin Books back in 2010, and um, it was this rock and roll memoir that was born out of uh, this monologue show with multimedia and stuff I do with the band, and uh, it's called Escape from Bellevue. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You're friends with one of the producers on our show, Kirsten Ames. Yeah, Kirsten Ames, yeah. yeah. So she, anyway, uh, there's so there's another Chris Campion who's a rock journalist who wrote a book about the police, um, not the law enforcement, the band, the police. No, the, and, uh, right. the sting vehicle. Yes. The st- <laughs> 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 and... So I kept getting like these angry emails, like from his fans or you know people. It would be like this, these, wait, yeah. slow down. You're saying the Sting, the uh, police biographer, yeah, has fans I that don't are so <laughs> rabid, angry fans. They're so rabid. We got wait. Well, we got to we got to back up our guy. I, and go I was after getting this emails. Other guy. You're gonna. I was getting emails like, uh, listen, right. I met you in Brixton at your signing, and you promised me a book. I haven't received that book. So I thought you were like a nice bloke, but oh. turns out you're not. So you know, you're getting his... I'm getting oh. these emails. They weren't angry at you. They, they weren't were, angry at me. They were I angry. thought they were angry at you for having the same name Exactly. As so I that's, kept, what I, that's what I heard. I kept having to respond, that's... like, oh, no, it's not me, oh, it's not me. So... Uh, were you tempted to be like, you know, I don't care if you ever get your... Dumb book. Very tempted. I'm I'm it, writing a book on uh, on people Spandau Ballet right now. Yeah. That's gonna crush that no, one. I'm writing a book about the psychology of people that write angry emails when they don't receive gifts. And wasn't uh, there yet another? Well, there was yet another, and I'm getting to that one. I'm getting to that one. Yeah. So I have this guy, and I'm dealing with this, and then. Uh, I had set up a show at Hi-Fi. Remember uh, Hi-Fi, which yeah, Tenth and B. Yes. Closed. Closed, just closed. Arts. Yeah, like this. That's yeah, really bummer. Bummer. Uh, and the owner, Mike Studo, is a good friend of ours. And, you know, he was the manager at Brownies, used to book us a lot, and great guy. And anyway, so we set up a show there. And then I woke up one morning, and this kid who was like new to town, I think he was from like Australia or something, his name was Chris Campion, and he hijacked my gig. Like, he hijacked the invitation. He showed, he he was, showed up? Yeah, he was about, oh, you know, I'll, you know, good day. See Wait, his, this, you know, this see guy that. was English too? Was no, he was Australian. But he was like this electronica kid or whatever. But then he Wait, went on this he whole... show up and do the gig? Well, he went on this whole unhinged diatribe, like... And I'm I'm sober, you know. I've been sober for, for quite a few years. And so he went on this, like, fat-hearted rage-filled uh, diatribe, you know, about how he's 
his music, like it was really dark stuff. And so I'm getting all these emails, emails and texts from people that thought I relapsed <laughs> because wow. he was, yeah. So anyway, that was the reason I uh, tell us about the I, fourth Chris Campion. Yes, there's got to be a fourth one. There's well, now that we've probably unearthed the fourth one by talking about this. <laughs> oh, if you're out come, there. They come out of the woodwork. They do. Well, let's, but we I never, I'd never actually met another Chris Campion, and I still haven't. Well, do I have a surprise for you? <laughs> Chris, come out. All right, let's, let's we play get the tunes. Sorry. We yeah. get the let's get the jams going. Sorry. This is called While I While Away. Christopher John. Now, do you remember? You probably don't remember. Live in Am I still breaking up? Am I still too loud? No, I'm going to bring it down. Okay. But cool. no, you got a booming. You got, you yeah, know, yeah. you got a cannon. It's a Bill Chadwick voice. It's yeah. A hockey reference, I think. Sure. It's a great New York oh. announcer of hockey. Former referee, too. Can you do it? I'm, I'm You're blanking? Man. Oh, yeah, man. Give me a, give me a Wait, you Take don't know the song? Long, long. You gotta fire this guy. <laughs> you got it. I saw that fear in his eyes. Like, you look at a test and everything goes blank. <laughs> Up and see all the sights Cause now you've shown me I dig a pony I love you only I love you only When it's a dark night All those green eyes Are now the high beams Through my dream skies Lived on the lonely in Rasseroni I love you only I love you only Started laughing, then we sat listening to the traffic. Oh, it just throws me. How well you know me. I love you only. I love you only. You've been racing round. Have your hands in. Chase you down long enough to hear me sing while I while away the hours taking a long walk through a short life. You're my true north in my porch light Cause now you've shown me I dig a pony I love you only I love you only 
chase you down Long enough to hear me sing While I while away The hours While I while away The hours While I while away The Yes. That's the stuff. Thank you. Yeah, Christopher man. John Campion. Mm -mm. Live in studio. Hot sound. Thanks, man little Appalachian ditty that fell out of me, which is surprising, because I'm from Huntington, Long Island. So. <laughs> Do you have a Huntington, Long Island ditty? I, I probably <laughs> do. Things that fall out of me from Huntington, Long Island aren't ditties. No. Yeah, we do. Actually, we can do another. Let's do, uh, we'll do Almighty Rock and Roll. You want to get right to another tune? Or? Sure. Well, yeah. we only have 12 minutes we only have 12 minutes we want to get to the which rods is like too. uh yeah yeah so we got you know we got to cram it in let's cram it in cram in the, all right this is called almighty rock and roll there's another one from the new record i know this one you know this one You tape them up and you play some more You sing your prom, you gone and missed it You fell asleep in your headphones uh, You don't fit no more you can't be bought or sold Don't be like doing what you're told Kid, don't find it, it's almighty rock and roll You went and took a shot at college You flunked right out and you Playing shows and painting houses And sleeping in your friend's garage But you don't fit no more
spend most of my life right here in this basement. Don't need no money to feel proud. Just do me a favor, queue up some replacements and turn it up really loud, really loud. Oh, you don't fit no more. You can't be bought or sold. Don't be like doing what you're told. Kid, don't fight it. It's almighty rock and roll. Oh, you don't fit no more. You can't be bought or sold. Yes. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Chef. Yeah. Christopher John Campion. What is that one called? Again? That's called Almighty Rock and Roll. We just got some good news on that too. It just got licensed to be in a movie. Oh, night. Nice. Starring Sean William Scott. Wait, that's, I was up for that one. That's <laughs> Stifler. It's Stifler, right? Nice. And uh, it's Excellent. being produced by Keanu Reeves, and it's called Green Dolphin. It's uh, directed by uh, Chris Keneally, young up-and-coming wonderkin director. A, a young upstart. Yeah. Hot young we upstart. We know him, too. I shouldn't have said that. I should have just left it at the... Uh, yeah, that yeah. looks like... No, <laughs> now no. it's like... Yeah, yeah totally. Non-non-pressed. Totally, yeah. It just yeah, sounds like, like nepotism yeah. now, and I'm disgusted. Disgusted, yeah. So, yeah. Two, two songs off the record, that one and... Uh, Another one called Customer Service. Nice. We won't be playing, but uh, yeah. Jesse's uh, Jesse has entered the building. Jesse, we met Jesse outside. He's the the keeper of the, the keeper of the uh, museum out there. What? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that vault Jesse's of uh, vinyl goes oh, yeah. on forever. I should do the station idea. I don't know where Ing Dave is. You're listening to the God, unless he calls like right now to do it. Dave, is that your guitar on the floor there? Well, mine, yeah, that's mine on the floor. You, why is it out of its case? I was ripping solos earlier. Oh, oh, I missed that. Damn. Oh, yeah, the beginning of the show, I was ripping like 98 solos. Let's get that thing cranked up. Man. All right, yeah. but I got to, let me do the station ID. Yeah. You're listening to the goddamn Dave Hill Show on WFMU, East Orange, WMFU, Mount Hope in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM. Finish it for me, Ing Dave. Brought to you by the Cabal. Well, you're listening to the goddamn Dave Hill Show on WFMU, East Orange, WMFU, Mount Hope, 91.9 New York City in Rockland County, and you're in the Matrix, within the Matrix, at WFMU.org. Nailed it. Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah, considering I just took a hit, that's All not right. bad. I'll call you in 20 minutes. <laughs> sure you will. <laughs> I'm prove you. Here, There's some synchronicities. We mentioned Keanu Reeves. I'll get in trouble if I call it that late. 
No, I keep the phone by me so my mother never hears it. I will see. <laughs> That's great. Thanks to my guest, Simon Ostrowski, who's he's miles away by now. Probably. State, he's a state away. Wait, why isn't he? Oh, you're far from the mic. He's That's a state right. away. A probably. state away. Jeff Jeton. Now I'm really leaning into it. Jeton. And Christopher John Campion. Campion. With your full name is Tom. Tom Licamelli. How do you spell Licamelli? With all the letters. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, Jesse's up next. We have four, four minutes, three minutes. What do we have anything that's like two minutes? Wow, we should two minute song. I don't want to. Yeah. Or let you, you know, I can. Do you want to jam? Because we have no time to jam now. We have time? Yeah. We have like two minutes and then. uh, Well, we're playing. We're playing at Mercury Lounge with. uh, Got this. I I didn't say plug anything. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. No, no. I'll just be over here. No, where, where, when are you playing at Mercury Lounge? Next Thursday, December 14th, doing a big show with our uh, friends Wormburner. And uh, we're playing... Um, I have another record out called Pulling Off Some Covers with this super collective called Mad Staggers. I gave you that little thumb drive thing. So Tom and I are playing in... Wait, there's no thumb drive? There is. I gave it to you. Whatever it is. little zip. Where? What do you call it? What's the term? Oh, I see it. It's yeah. Square. Isn't that cool? That's wild. That's cool, yeah. Looks we have fridge magnets, too. I don't even know what that is. It looks more like a fridge magnet. It's cool, yeah. So we did a bunch of Barnes Yvonne. And Wait a minute. Oh. Uh, cool I'm songs there. on that. Two minutes, come on. We're, we got yeah. two minutes. We, two we minutes. can really only, because we can't go over or Just I'll be fine. Just your guitar for two minutes. Yeah. Br- bring it. Just what key are we in? What are we going to do? Will you wear it well? And then we'll have to end it like we'll do an abridged version. Yeah. And I'll just solo too loud over just the. Just solo of it. out. Yeah. We'll just like solo out. What key is it in? Uh, um, D, right? D. Yeah. Oh, I know that one. So this is what we put on that record. Got or some do cool. I? Are you sure? Sounds good to me. Doesn't sound good? Yeah, but he's tuned to like not the tuned? same. No, no, What's keep there? going. I didn't say I was having a tr- problem with it. I was just complaining. <laughs> well, I had nothing to do on this hot afternoon But sit down and write you a line Didn't mean in the phone you brought him in a soda Girl, it's been a very long time And you wear it well A little at a time But I don't mind Well, I suppose you're thinking It's probably a secret You wouldn't get in touch with me Well, I ain't begging Or losing my head But I sure do want you to know That you wear it well But I don't care Remember those basement parties Your brother's karate And the all-day rock and roll shows Them homesick blues And your radical views Haven't left a mark on you And you wear it well 
Jesse, Jesse, what button? Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Christopher John Cam, I got on the last note. You did. Good All right, Jesse's up next. Next Thursday, this yep. Thursday. This, and also this Friday, we're playing December 8th at uh, Lucy's in Pleasantville. Lucy's. With, uh, Mad Staggers. Yeah. Bam. All For right. CJC and Mad Staggers. All right, here's Jesse. We've run over. I'm going to be fined $7,000. Oh, no. <laughs> 